What was the last movie I watched? I think what we were talking about before. Have um, you watched uh, like The Godfather or The Shawshank Redemption, those type of movies? Yeah, Shawshank Redemption's great. Yeah. I can never get much out of it. Like, I, I really resonate with that music scene. Have you watched The Shawshank? I have not. Oh, no. I'm getting shunned in the I office I just don't today. understand how you start a pop culture podcast and not have watched Shawshank. Your opinions, your voice. Welcome to The Verdict, only on IPL Radio. Welcome back to The Verdict. Welcome back to The Verdict. Today we're joined with Anthony. G'day, how are you going? And we have Ash as well. Yep. Ash Street's back. How's it going? <laughs> so, how was everyone's Easter? Let's ease ourselves into East. it. Easter. Easter. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, me, it was... Um, it's good to have the four days off, doing the whole like, church thing, Friday and Saturday, so that was good. How long was the Mass on Saturday, Anthony? Oh, on Saturday, four it, was, hours. it was four hours, yeah, the parish that we go to, it was a four-hour four hour Mass, service. Um, oh. which was, it was long, but it was lovely, it was a good way to um, to end the uh, the Lenten season, mm. but um, no, it was good, and then it's just a season of feasting, so a lot of yeah. a lot of family, a lot of family, a lot of food, um, had some nice drinks as well, so yeah, just really, just a good time all around. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Where are you from? Anthony, so I was being deliberately rude to you <laughs> because I don't have enough material. I need to ask all the questions when we record. Born, born and raised in Perth, um, okay. So yeah, and Perth City, yeah, Perth City. So I lived in the city um, my whole life. First of all, in up in Duncraig, where um, where, wow. Pop, where Poppins is currently, and then went to Stirling there for about seventeen years, and then um, spent a year of my life in Hong Kong. So oh, wow. did for my gap year, I spent a year up there because my, my old man was working. Up there, um, he's in hospitality, running some cafes. And I like um, to see up there, like it's just up the road. Just, yeah. just, yeah, just up, there. up there, you know. Quick Hong Kong. Side, side <laughs> note, remember when we had Lionel on the show? Yeah, he worked for um, Anthony's gotcha. father's company. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Neither. yeah. Dante's Coffee. Shameless plug. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so Not spent shameless a, if you have no shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so spent a year. Um, in uh, Southeast Asia, not just up there, fair boy up there. Um, that was good, and that was so back and forth from Sterling, uh, and now living up in um, Lower Chittering. So, oh, bit of a lovely, nice. yeah, a bit of a drive to get here, but it was still. Uh, I don't care about driving now. Driving's nothing. Yeah, yeah, I still have mates in Perth. And everything, Are you so. um, like regional at the moment in Chittering, or well, Chittering's it's like. So that's another suburb, basically. Like we've we've got like power, basically. <laughs> but, like water is we don't have like actual water. Like we all have ra- rainwater tanks. Gotcha. Um, so that's I guess you could say semi-rural. But um, and also got satellite internet. Got the Elon Musk, Whoa. Elon oh, Musk Starlink. Starlink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could say it's semi-rural, but um, you know it's not don't that bad. Damn, Michael. We, we love talking about Musk on the show, I so hate. we'd like to know your thoughts on him later. Oh, Elon. <laughs> You uh, didn't bring it up for once. Well, I didn't bring yeah, it up. We can go there if you want. We can go there at some point. No, no, no. no, 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 no. This is I'll, about you. Oh, I will kill somebody. Uh, well, he gives me he gives me my internet, so that's kind of a that's kind of a good thing. But um, I've got an open mind. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I, I was I was up in a uh, jittering beginning of the year because yep. uh, there was a there's a farm up there that like just has like plot like little uh little shacks that they just rent out to people. We just went up there, stayed there. So it's very nice. It's yeah, nice. Place. Yeah, it is a lovely part of the world. Um, got a good little community of um, just families and friends up there. Lovely church as well, um, Divine Mercy. So, mm. yeah, like lived up there for a year and a half now. Um, I'm with, with the folks still and um, my, um, my brother's about to get married. He's moving up there as well as a second second little cottage that he's going to move on to as well. And we've got some goats and some chooks. Oh, and good stuff. 
a dog, which is not really ours, but she still comes around and just pat her. And, and she's <laughs> a rental. She, yeah, she's a lone dog, but yeah, That's get all the benefits right. without having to feed her. Regardless. So. <laughs> yeah, so, no, so it's great. What yeah. uh, what what took you up there then? So my um, my folks, they were sort of keen for a while to sort of get a little bit more out into the land, become a little bit more self-sufficient. Um, we had a few families and friends move up there as well. And we just sort of liked the idea of um, being like a little bit, a little bit more um, outside of, outside of the city, just gotcha. to be able to do our own thing, be out isolation. in the, um, not really so much isolation. Cause I think isolation never really goes that well. You know, no, no man is an Island as they say, like you need to have community. So yeah. if there was no one up there, we wouldn't have gone up there, sure. but had the church and had some families and stuff up there. So, um, the yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> so that was good. And yeah, just like being able to, um, yeah, get a bit of livestock and, um, like a ho- it's basically just like a hobby farm. Like we've got some orange trees as well there too. Nice. So kind of a bit more of a lifestyle choice. And I thought, you know, might as well give it a go too. And once you get over the driving, like it's about 45, 50 minutes into Perth. So at, the f- yeah. at first it's, it's a bit much, but then yeah, after a while it's like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah still, I still drive in most every, every two or three days I'll drive in and um, yeah, no, it's okay. But once you get through that, it's lovely. Like I love, love being up there. So I just moved back from Meriden. I was in Meriden for two two years teaching, um, which, if you don't know, is about halfway to Kalgoorlie. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's the first time I've ever lived country. And I, when we were talking about the isolation, I find it's it's sort of a paradox because I found in the city, I almost felt at times more isolated than I felt in Meriden because of the community and the fact that it's so small you sort of feel more valued in that space if that makes any sense I don't know if you experience the same thing it makes a lot of sense I think um, I think in big cities it's really easy to just sort of like be to your own devices like you have these big like urban sprawl like suburbs and stuff and people are like we've never been so close together but everyone because in modernity I guess there's so many distractions so many different things Mm -hmm. and everyone can be doing their own thing that I think community can suffer sometimes when you're all doing your own thing, whereas when you're out a little bit further, but there's a few families around, like everyone's sort of got a role and a purpose and everyone needs each other in certain ways and you become... It's more meaningful. In, you become inter- interdependent in some ways, but it's gotcha. not like it's a bad thing, like you're a burden on each other. It's more yeah. just like you've got that authentic community and you also help each other out. Like even the fact like, um, you know, no one's little property like can do everything. Like, you know, we've got some chooks, got some, some eggs obviously. And then you got down the road, um, someone might slaughter a cow. It's like, yeah, have a bit of steak. It's like, yeah, cool. Gotcha. You know, a bit of a little bit of bartering here and there. <laughs> Alex you know? had a similar story with the dominoes <laughs> and red roost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. That's, that's the Perth version. Yeah, yeah the, the no, no, no. <laughs> look, fast food folks that look after yourselves, you know. So, we ran out of chicken. They gave us three chickens. <laughs> nice. And uh, we just used red rooster chicken for the rest of the day on all our pizzas. It was really good. Yeah, and, so you uh, can relate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly, it's just, it's the, exactly same the same situation, thing. right? Yeah. It's exactly the same. I mean, June loves North, Cheddar's North. Yeah, <laughs> there right? You go. right? It's, it's all the same. Uh, no, but, that, but that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, it, it totally makes sense when you're talking about, like, like isolation and this this idea. Like, it's like a drop in a puddle versus, like, a drop in an ocean. You know, what's your impact going to be? And, no, but it's cool, like... It's not like feudal, but we're like we've returned back to like a trade and barter system almost. Like, oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm not someone to um to um be like trying to you know like say let's let's go let's go back let's go back you know like some sort of retro some sort of retrograde retrograde but modernity um, is cringe go back to tradition. There's a lot of good things, a lot of good things that have come out of um, yeah. modern times as well. But I think there's some there's 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 the the sentiment or the roots of some of 
the ways that people live maybe in more um, let's say medieval times where there's still good fruit that you can take out of that to yeah. apply oh yeah uh, you can you can bring it you, you can bring a sentiment to, to whatever we're doing and like um, you can still you can still bring that into today society and there's still a lot of there's a timeless thing about that just like people being together which yeah. is like it's inherent to the human condition like we want to sort of you know be around each other and integrate a little bit and like have authentic community I think so yeah, yeah. it's been really good yeah because like I feel like if if my existence was taken off the face of the earth right now nothing would change well we'd you know have I mean? recorded copies of the verdict on your Spotify yeah, you, playlist you're immortalized <laughs> it's very much <laughs> taking a very morbid yeah, finally <laughs> taking a very morbid turn <laughs> no, 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 but like well, what I'm saying is like in regards to the job that I do, the things that I do, the, inter- yeah. the people I interact with, if I was removed out of that system, it's not going to have like that much effect on the society as a whole. Well, replaceable. Yeah, but like if you've got like if you've got like a you know system where you know you know you are covering each other's, I don't want to say like weak spots, like it's a like a fight, but like each other's, you know, you're providing a support beam to one another to you know help the community flourish, you're providing like, value. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. That's definitely how how I felt when I was living out in the country, even in my job. I yeah. felt more valued and more, like because the kids get to know you a lot more and their yeah. brothers and sisters get to know you and the family really gets to know you. It's a really special feeling. I feel like it also grounds you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, there's a uh, things are very superficial. Yeah. The the more urbanized you get, I feel. Mm. And then when you go back out to the country, it it kind of goes back to first principles a little bit. Mm. Um how do you find your um does so you've lived in the city and you've lived out in the country now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's as a country as is Meriden. I reckon Meriden's more country because there's actually no there's no like city or town centre in Chittering. You have to go to Bullsbrook, and that's like yeah. Bullsbrook's kind of it, it's all right, but it's like it's getting, it's <laughs> yeah. getting there. They'll have like a a big shopping centre in the next few years, and it'll just be like another Ellenbrook kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like the urban sprawl keeps going and going. But yeah, I feel like. It's probably not exactly the same as Meriden, but um, it is. It is different. I think that's probably where you were going. Like mm. the, how how it just. Well, I just wanted to know how yeah. you compared it, and what I don't know. What, what? How do you feel also with your church as well? Does that mm. do you do you find the community there is different to how it was in the city? I'm I'm going to assume that you were going to the church when you're in the city as well. That yeah, something. I mean I still go um and and Michael comes sometimes as well. We um, my main parish is still um at Belmont at St Anne's in Belmont. Shout out to St Anne's in Belmont. Um, but uh, the 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 parish up in um uh, Divine Mercy up in Chittering, um that is a a really special community there because I did feel like a lot of the time when I was younger growing up and going to different church parishes and whatnot sometimes um, there is that sort of temptation where it's like we'll go to church 45 minutes to an hour and everyone just scatters like cockroaches and goes off and does their own sort of thing but I think the nature of the church being up there a little bit more decentralised and people are all sort of gathered around the church um, there is a more sense of a community and then you do find like you know half an hour to an hour afterwards people are still around at the hall having tea and coffee and then you have um, the church sorry the school is attached to the church as well so that's kind of a good dynamic there as well and then um, sometimes there'll be busy bees you've got a bunch of of the dads and young lads going around and um, helping out sometimes around the church um, you know like landscaping or fixing up something or like um, if we're installing something new in the church like just do a busy bee on a Saturday and that's those sort of events build Build community as well, um, which has been which has been really good. Because one thing to know that church was entirely like crowdfunded or like yeah, that was all built independently by, funded. So. Yeah, by people's donations, and it was done over a series of many years, about six or seven years. So yeah, a lot of people contributed to that, and I think the fact that a lot of people have buy-in, they also feel proud of it. And yeah, it's um it's it's built it's um contributed to that sense of community. So yeah, no, it's um 
I think definitely there is a bit of a different vibe out there as well as because people have moved out there a lot of the reasons because of this lifestyle and 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 wanting to have that sort of experience too so a lot of people are on board with that so they're happy to to stick around and start to form those those bonds and create that that social fabric so yeah that's good that's pretty cool well you know we have we have to actually do a really early break not because i was late or anything we're definitely on time it's only quarter past six now definitely um but we 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 have to meet our quotas with ads and stuff so we'll we'll take a quick break now we'll come back and we'll learn more about you in just a moment um i forgot to cue up a song which is uh my bad uh this is a song by some people coming to you from rockingham ipl radio so alex i think we should go home and work right is this your segue that is a segue to talking about working from home as a civil engineer with anthony I've heard oh, worse. Wow. Very I've smooth. Heard better. Very <laughs> good. Very yeah. good. So first and yeah. foremost, what is a civil engineer and why are they so polite people? Before you answer that, what is a segue, Michael? <laughs> what is a segue? Because <laughs> that was not good. That was a great segue. Sure. Anyway. Sure. Anyway. What is a civil engineer? <laughs> <laughs> um, so civil engineer, it's funny you should mention that they're mm. the polite ones because I always thought civil engineers would like considered as like the real rough ones and then you have like mechanical electrical they're like very sort of like high level you know like numbers yeah that leads into my my question which is um this is a a generalization but i think it holds true in most situations oh boy that engineers yeah you know it's going to be good when it starts (laughs) off like that that are um, actually really dumb no they're not dumb they're incredibly well in my opinion they're incredibly (laughs) smart but not particularly with social skills you're a very good talker but the engineers that i've met might not be civil engineers it's like pulling teeth having a conversation with them yeah what was your experience What's your experience been like studying it and be- how long have you been in the industry for? Um, so I've been in the industry for seven years. Um, so yeah, this is my seventh year, I think, engineering. Yeah, so it's interesting because like you have the different disciplines of engineering and then you have also like the two sides of each discipline, like so yeah, civil, mechanical, electrical, mechatronics, et cetera, et cetera, chemical. But then... Yeah. Uh, They'd yeah. be the worst to have. Megatronics with, is kind of yeah. cool, kind of cool, but very niche. Yeah. It's probably like I don't know. I always, I never did it because it sounded cool, but I always thought it'd be hard to get a job in it. But I'm sure yeah. people do work in, fact, in it. This but is the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the it's like the chimera between like electro, electrical and mechanical. It's like gotcha. the it's the like the Frankenstein. Of the I knew going to say the, ro- the robot of the yeah. two. Yeah, Optimus Prime of engineering. Yeah, of um, He's trying to make it sound cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he sold it on me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want a movie now Don't about the engineer. <laughs> the people who built the, uh, what are they called? What are they called? Op- the Optimus Transformers. Primes. Oh, the Transformers? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the one. fifth movie. You need to be up to date with Transformers. The it's one. a real artsy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Anyway. <laughs> Segway on that. Um, I watched the 1986 animated film oh, yeah. of, the trans- of Transformers. Yeah. A few months ago, just okay. randomly down a YouTube rabbit hole because it's like, it's one of those ones that's so obscure that it's free on YouTube. So yeah, you yeah, just like yeah, watch yeah, it, you yeah. just watch it. And um, actually, a great movie. I'd recommend it. Boy, it I actually enjoyed it more than some of the, the newer Michael Bay explosion ones. I've got a movie for you. I mean, that's a low bar, though. That's yeah, a low that's bar. Hard. Yeah, no, but that's. I've, I've enjoyed having yeah. Gastro more than some of those movies. <laughs> like. Yeah, just sit on your high horse and just talk down about them. I. I <laughs> Look, are, I, you, are you a fan? Yeah. Is that what this is? Look, you gotta you gotta watch those movies for what they are, and what they are Crap. is big robots fighting one another. That's all they are. Enjoy it. I'm an inventor. 
oh, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I hate him. Punch him. Kill him. Okay, the maybe fourth, those ones. Yeah, I didn't the watch The fourth and ones. fifth movie are not good. You know what you should I watch? skipped him. Yeah, oh, really? that's, yeah, yeah, I just, just, them. I just tapped out. Yeah. Watch yeah. the original Mario movie. <laughs> oh, the what the live action one. <laughs> just have you what, heard Bowser of that? is just a guy. I've just seen all. I've just seen all the memes and I've seen all the IMDb reviews of yeah. like you know it's just one of the worst just, rated movies yeah, ever. It looks like all the stereotypes of, of yeah. like New York American. He, <laughs> hey, I'm walk- anyway. Uh, we've really got off topic, but I want to return to this topic later. <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah, we'll 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 bring it back back down, y'all. So basically, yeah. I, I chose civil engineering because all well, the first year, so I went to Curtin, Curtin University, it's a four-year degree. The first year is just general. So yeah. it's like everyone amalgamated into one. And it's like you just choose your stream from there. And I just thought the maths kind of ends after like first year in civil engineering, like the hard maths. Gotcha. And I'm like, I like maths, but I don't want to do these hard maths forever. And like if you do electrical or chem- like chemical or mechanical, it's like, let's say, let's say electrical, for instance, it's like you can't tell where an electron is so it's all probability. So it's like everything is just probability. Like, oh, so it's all the real tricky maths. I was like, nah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not vibing this. So basically <laughs> like- Pass the vibe check. <laughs> no, no. So that's why I went down civil engineering. Usually with civil engineering, like most stuff just stays still. Like, <laughs> and then the things that move is like mechanical, electrical. Mm. So it's like, I like things if they- Kind of static so and stays still. Buildings notoriously so no, don't move. You don't, exactly. want it, you don't want it to move. Otherwise, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. So what? V is not MC squared. It's just stationary. Yeah, it's no just, momentum. So you don't use that formula at all. It's actually E because MC is not V. Velocity. Velocity. Not teaching maths. I'm trying to wonder I'm what the V stands maths, for. I'm teaching yeah. English. So oh god, good. <laughs> it's, no, good. it's a good thing too, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a very good thing. Einstein's rolling in his grave. Calculate how fast he was. No, no. I want to ask. When did you realize to specialize? You know, you were doing a. Were you doing a general engineering course at Curtin? So yeah, that's the thing. So the first year is called EFY or Engineering Foundations Year. So they'd give you a little bit of everything, even a bit of programming. So did a, did a bit of like coding and stuff if you want to do software. Um, so that was kind of fun, like because it gives you a chance to like figure out what you like and dislike, the and waters, then find yeah. your, find your stream. Um, so that was good. I mean, it's, it's weird with engineering because like you kind of don't really know until you get out there and start doing it. So I've did the four years, and I was like, I don't know, do I really want to? we're going to do this and then I was doing a heap of um, youth ministry at the time as well and I was thinking maybe teaching might be a go as well so I actually enrolled in the um, the dip head went to the O day of teaching and I was like nah he's like oh. they were like you start pracking week four I was like nah stuff this I'm not doing this <laughs> secondary or primary most people, this is early secondary most I was doing like math do and physics the first day of prac they go nah never again yeah, yeah, like yeah. you didn't even make it to the prac <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, you didn't even button up that teacher, yeah no huge respect for teachers obviously but I was like nah we, I really don't, de- we don't deserve it nah <laughs> <laughs> we will take your respect and return it back to you <laughs> I mean we'll take it but we don't deserve it yeah <laughs> yeah but um, <laughs> those who can't do teach that, I don't that's think true. that's true though. You need teachers. That's to another Jap. Wait, no, that's another Jap black quote. And those who don't know how to teach, teach phys ed. Yeah, that's true. Or music. That's that's that's. Oh, not music. No phys ed. My yeah. sister's a music teacher. So I was gonna. Yeah. S- I was gonna say as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, can't gosh, talk, I can't talk badly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's um, being rude right now. And my good buddy Michael over here. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will teach students how to play the bongos efficiently. <laughs> what? What? That sounds very very elaborate. Uh, piano. I've been playing it for a long time. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can teach it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. The knowledge is just not transferable. I can't it's not. transmit it coherently. It's hard to transfer talent. You are it's a true, pure unfiltered raw talent. talent. Jimmy, you're playing horribly. No, there's no future for you on the, with the piano. <laughs> just do Sorry. it like this. Sorry, bud. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we keep going on tangents. Yeah, anyway. Static. So, so to it. building's the great, right? Yeah, so in the end... Um, 
I was like, no, nah, stick it out. So I started working um, and that's what I was getting back to. So like in each of the disciplines, there's like two ways you can go as well. You can go like the on-site project management route where you're out there in the high vis and the hard hat sort of yeah. making it all happen like you know Bob the Builder looking style important. looking yeah. important with a clipboard standing <laughs> but, but there but pointing you're wearing like a tie or, a ta- or with a tape in. measure out yeah. just like just hey. pointing at things with the tape and, measure and, and nodding oh yeah mm, mm-hmm. exactly scribble scribble there's a lot of that that happens <laughs> um, so I took that route not I don't know maybe maybe because I was more sociable and I just like the social aspect of it mm. and I was like yeah do that so I ended up doing that for about almost six years so uh, worked worked at a wastewater treatment plant in Subiaco, upgrading that. That was good, but it was a bit smelly. Um, and then worked on the Forestfield Airport line um, for about three and a half years and then worked on the Tonkin, Tonkin um, oh, wow. Gap Alliance as well, um, which was great. And then felt like a bit of, needed a bit of a change. And that's what led me to the other side, which is the sort of more design, office-based sort of technical sphere. I just felt like I wanted a bit of a change. Um, hours are a bit better as well, doing um, work-life balance a bit better mm. um, as opposed to construction's great. You're kicking goals. You're seeing it all happen. Mm. The hours are a bit longer, so it's hard to find – I find it a bit hard to find that work-life balance. Yeah. So um, So what exactly – like, take like, – if we can just go back to those years that mm. you were um, on site, yeah. what, what would a typical, typical day look like or is every day different? But like, what what would a typical day look like for you? So yeah, I mean, there's the diff- there's different challenges to every day, obviously, but there is a rhythm to each day. So it starts. So you basically got to be on site because we're all at the start of the job when it kicks off. You're in the head office, but then once the job's happening, we're all on site. So you're in like the big coats higher sort of like dong as the demountable offices with the with the crappy air conditioners and that kind of stuff. But um, it's it's great though because you're on site seeing it happening. You need to be there, but um. Basically, like you got to be there before the blue collars arrive. So, like you have the pre-start meeting, so you all get in a circle and you talk about this, what everyone's doing each day. Is what that how you the risks and hazards are? Like blue collar and white collar. Do they say, "Oh, here comes the white collars"? <laughs> not really. Not really. No. He he's, wearing a, <laughs> he's wearing a red shirt like, today. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just thinking, like you're saying, "Oh, the blue collars are, are on their way." Hey, boys, the blue collars are. No, nah, no, nah, we oh, never say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, it's just but the boys. They, but the boys they, are on their way. Do they refer to? Like, I don't know. Is that is that politically correct? I don't know. I think uh, yeah, it's context. it's a way is it to categorize context? workers. I think blue collar and white collar is like a technical term, and there's no sort of bad connotation about it gotcha. yeah, at all. Because no, no, I was just wondering, like, no, do they yeah. call you the white collars? No, they'd be like, oh, you bloody engineers, you know, <laughs> like this, that, and the other. Like, but it's all it's usually said in good jest. Like too many yeah. syllables and yeah in in white collar. <laughs> no, because um, in speak in, English yeah. <laughs> in insurance, you, you're categorized by your working status, which is like white collar, blue collar, heavy blue collar, yeah, and hazardous. Heavy yeah, blue okay. collar. Yeah, so like mm. lots of manual work. So uh, I like, just never heard it said like that. Really? That's why I had oh. to delve in. Gotcha. No, that's a it's a very valid question. So I want to know. I don't think I want to be there. I want to imagine I'm on in this demand. POV. You're an engineer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dink, dink, dink. Yeah. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's yeah, say, just, clink, just get like a clink. VR headset. No, just get a job. I mean, like, just, get a job. <laughs> just become one, man. Wow, words to live by. <laughs> Be okay, Scott Morrison. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Even the even the dink 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 of like hitting things like that's it's interesting because the, the term engineer actually changed because it used to used to actually if you're like a rail engineer you would be doing a bit of manual work and mm. like even in the UK like when you get your engineering degree you also have to do a bit of surveying and you have to be out on the field like on, on the tools a bit yeah. as well but here in Australia it's kind of more you're, you're a step removed and you're more on the administration side of things so going back to what you're asking so you have the pre-start meetings like 
all the lads in the circle like talk about the safety hazards of each day, what each of the groups are doing, what if there's any interactions you know that might be an issue. Like, okay, I got a crane coming at this time, you got a concrete truck coming at this time. Um, we don't we got to coordinate so they don't hit each other, kind of thing. You know, oh, like, really? yeah, well, I'm going to be working over it's overhead like at this point. Flight trafficking, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. crash into each other. So it's kind of cool because it takes a lot yeah. of coordination and daily. It's, it, I think it's a the main thing is day. communication and coordination. Yeah, just to make sure that things don't don't go don't go pear shaped. Um, and then other than that, it's mainly just on site. When you're on site, you don't do the design. You just get the drawings, like all gotcha. designed for you. And you basically your job is to like, how do we get this these plans from on ink and paper to like built on site. So we need, we need the guys, we need the materials and we've got a program that we got to meet and we got to do it on time on the right, like um, budget, like under price. And we have to do it um, safely as well with the right quality. So it's like just a, it's a big balancing act. So, so then the, Oh god, the blue blue collars come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so those low yeah, yeah. lights come, come in. Here they come. <laughs> the guys that make it all happen. Running their mouths. <laughs> right, they come in With and you manage a team. Milk. You you're you're going okay. You're you're over here. You're over there. Or are you talking to their boss? So the supervisor usually does that, and we so like generally the supervisor and the engineer will work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But usually I won't be the one to like go and tell the blue collar worker. The blue I'm just like in the me- in the mode of like you know blue color like the guy in your hoodie is like the blue the blue worker you know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he's just actually blue guy. he's actually blue yeah yeah, yeah. so blue um, collar workers are raccoons yeah yeah, yeah. and that's you they're leading the, the project yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's them and that's you with the- <laughs> no, definitely not yeah what a there fitting- is no flute playing on site yeah. <laughs> what a fitting hoodie you bought. I know. Contributes right? to our discussion very yeah. well. This is a uh, fan made. And translates through podcasts really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Visual mediums, notoriously great for <laughs> audio. If you yeah. describe it in enough detail yeah. to the, to the there listener. There is a naked man playing a clarinet with five raccoons yeah. listening intently. And uh, it's pretty much exactly what civil engineering is like. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go. Uh, so you mentioned you worked on you know a couple of big projects that are you know used by people a lot like do how's the job satisfaction in your role do you Mm. personally get a lot of satisfaction or is it just like you know this is a project i must do i must complete it and that's done and dusted i don't think about it more like how's it like for you it's like that that is like the main driver that makes i think um the the construction or project management based civil engineering tick like you got guys who are getting things done as a team and making like a difference on these bigger projects and then it's the whole thing of being able to drive past or walk past and be like yeah I'll help build that kind of thing like <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it is it's, it's a pretty full on environment of course a lot can go wrong there's high stakes if something goes wrong you sign the wrong thing you know something falls down or whatever you know mm. you're in court um, and then yeah oh, sorry I was going to say so if you, you know you're doing like these uh, projects are you doing them start to finish or are you brought in to do okay we need a to get this portion, thing done yeah. and <clears> then you move on because you mentioned uh, the Tonkin but that's still being worked on right yeah, yeah so, so like yeah, the section I was working on the main scope, it was seventy five percent, eighty percent done, and I ended up moving on to a different opportunity that arose. But generally, um, on a really big project, you will be like a charge to um, like put into one section, mm. um, and then the idea would be to see that from beginning to end. Gotcha. Um, a lot of the time, though, you get towards the end, and it's like little bits and pieces to close out, and then usually you get put onto a new job or something yeah. else might arise. It is a very up and down cyclical sort of. Um, industry the construction industry yeah, yeah, yeah. when things are like popping off like mining everyone flies up north and then when there's big projects in perth people just jump on the big projects and kind of go where the work is yeah. um so in terms of like um continuity of work and like um sec- security like it's probably a bit not as steady 
Mm. Um, that was one thing as well, like sort of the design office-based stuff and even government-based people go that way because it's like a bit more bit more steady. Consistent, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of – it's a bit of a trade-off. But going back to your point, um, Michael, it's uh, – that's kind of like the main driver um, when you're doing the long hours and there's the high risk is to be able to stand back at the end and say, yeah, I've, I've had a part in this project. So yeah, that's, that's been, that's been really good. But at the same time, um, for me, for me personally, my, in my personality, like work for me is not everything. It's like something which gives me dignity and purpose. And it's like cool to, to be able to go to work and it keeps you really busy and meet great people and everything. But um, it doesn't define me as oh, a person, yeah. like yeah. there's other things as well. Like, you know, Family well, and friends, well, other hobbies, and stuff like ask, that. Like, yeah, know, because I'd, it is it is pretty huge. Stressful. Yeah, very stressful. How do you yeah. manage that? Crime. Usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, my inner thoughts came out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all that's been done. Um, <laughs> About fifteen minutes before we aired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I was late? I mean, on time. <laughs> I was just crying on the freeway. Oh, it's, just, oh, it's according to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like an old an old adage, and um, there's like many sayings in construction. It's good fun as well. Like the banter is probably another big thing that keeps mm. you going on daily. On the daily, um, like the the saying is like, if you don't if you don't laugh, you cry. It's like gotcha. funny statement, <laughs> blue collar man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just call him Dave. Get to be fifty percent right. Um, like <laughs> no, no, no. But back back to what Ash said. Mm. Um, how, how do you de-stress? Like. What type of you know? Are you you know when you go to bed at night? Is your is your thoughts still racing about the current project you're on, and then you go back in the morning and go yeah, back well, to? Or, it? or what are you doing outside of to work cope, to, yeah. to, to to cope to detach <laughs> just to get by to detach from that? Yeah, yeah I think um, the biggest thing for me would be like sports, like physical exercise is really important, and it's easy to see when you don't have that how it really can. You have a lot of pent up energy and mm. anger that can sometimes manifest in different ways, and just like outburst in anger like at work or at home or whatever um so i think for me like playing outdoor soccer or indoor soccer in the off season like is my my big release or going going for a run kind of thing that helps a lot mentally and physically um yeah that's probably probably the main thing yeah and just like trying to get good sleep but it is hard when you're getting up early like that was always a tricky thing like you know, being on site six six thirty for pre-start and then usually leave after blue coals have left as well at five thirty. So you're doing like ten, twelve hour days sometimes. And if you want to have a social life then like you you go out one night of the week and you go to bed by eleven thirty, it's like, oh crap, I gotta so wake is that up again. Better now that you're yeah, so I made the change about six months ago, um, working for a small consultancy. So we do we do like a lot of design work now, more um uh sort of technical side of things. We do a lot of reports, um calculations, modeling, these sorts of things, which is a good challenge for me and um, learning learning a lot uh, so it's still mentally stimulating but also the it's like sort of eight to nine hour days which is a lot better and flexibility to be able to work remotely from home and go into site when needed so that's uh yeah I'm just doing that at the moment and I'm um, really enjoying it so I'm just going to see where it goes just because I yeah I didn't want to keep going in one direction and just sort of stay in that one thing and not look to maybe what else there might be um, well I don't think anyone can yeah, life is dynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, put that on a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and sell it for ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's the long and short of it. Yeah. Oh, that's great because, like, uh, you mentioned, you've started working from home as well, Alex. Yeah. So I haven't done. I, I've worked from home once okay. so far, but there's a lot of like they go, oh, you're gonna have to do all these extra duties which require you to be in the office. But work from home was was great. It just, but. The, the thing that, that I think we spoke about, especially when we had, um, I've forgotten his name, the guy that we had on last. Matt? Yes. Yep. And one of the things that he said is, you know, 
doing it consistently, you start to lose that kind of um, transition points in your day where you're traveling mm. home, mm. and it just goes. You know, you're in a work mindset, and you get off your chair, you go to the couch, and you're like, oh. Okay, like I think, like I understand that massively. Like going, driving home or taking the train home, it's like an hour where I can just it's like a buffer. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an advert. It's like, it's like an IRL loading screen. It is. It is. No, literally, like in in the Spider Man games, some of the loading screens is just him on a train, and I'm like, I feel that, you know. Um, I remember you were saying like it, you saying it's important to have your workroom separate from your bedroom. So oh, yeah. like. Yeah, I've got a home office. Mentally, yeah, yeah it's actually good. Yeah, with a nice window as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. Get some like nice fruit, tr- fruit trees and then see a kangaroo hop past sometimes. So that's, that's good. And like probably once a week on, on average, I'll, I'll um, have to head into either a client meeting or, or site inspection or something. So that does break the week up. Plus, I've got extracurricular activities like, like playing soccer or visiting that's mates. Right. Or yeah. Like a lot of my life is still in the main CBD of Perth. So um, like fr- friends and family. So do get that... Um, that sort of that sort of balance which is good but i know what matt is saying like it can be tricky if you don't have healthy boundaries um yeah. and i know everyone's different as well like i don't know i've realized as well for me i get like just as i said i work for me is obviously not everything and it shouldn't be everything because that seems unhealthy but like a lot of people get a lot of life out of socializing at work yeah um yeah. that's like a big aspect for me i actually love working just for like the technical side of things and solving problems and mm. you need to obviously converse with clients and stuff and that's a lot of what i do but um for me like the the social side i really enjoy uh, that, that's for me where it's at is outside of work like with like family and friends and my you know, soccer team and local church community and those sorts of things and i like uh, it's, it's not as important in my work as outside mm. of it so I don't mind being a bit more isolated in air quotes working from home because I just can compartmentalise it in my mind get the yeah. work done and then enjoy my outside social life afterwards gotcha. so but I guess everyone's different yeah because like, yeah. like, like I'm in an office and like my job is like not as hard as yours at all um, but it does come in what do you work as Alex? well I work as a member services consultant for a superannuation company um, so whenever anybody has issues with the super I'm the guy that they're calling um if somebody hasn't received their money on time, I'm the guy that they're calling. Yep. It's it, it, it's everything. So like, I, I like this because um, there's like a month worth of training for this where you actually had to like do education about superannuation stuff like that. And yeah, like the problem solving side of things is really good. Mm. You know, sometimes yeah, that's like, what I love. That's the best part about work. Yeah, because yeah. like sometimes it's like they've they've like the member has done X Y Z, and you know that, that that there's something missing, and then you'd have to spend a little bit of time just to figure out the timeline of things what's mm. actually missing and then you know they get relieved you feel good because you've helped them and it's good but like 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 uh, what you're saying like that part of it does like feed a part of my brain where it's giving me like that uh is it endorphins the 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 dopamine dopamine hit well because dopamine's like a happy drug endorphins <laughs> like a, it's like a, an achievement drug like when you do something good your body is like doing endorphins oh yeah yeah like exercise is you go for a run yeah, yeah. you get that endorphin rush yeah, yeah. so so that's where I'm getting that from is like the problem solving when I can just like end a call and like oh they've gone thank you so much for this I'm like yes yeah, uh, nice. but then like you know the fact that our workplace is so good because like I work for um a third party company that is yeah. hired by by the company that I work that we represent mm. uh, but this company is also hired by so many other different superannuations always a bigger so, fish <laughs> yeah so we've got uh, Australian Super Rest and Hester yep. all under us and um, and we so I work for Gesby which is like government super mm. um, WA Super specifically and the vibes that we have like we are literally just like 
a couple of seats away from the Australian super guys. The vibes on our side are immaculate. They're wonderful, good banter. Everyone loves each other. We all have a good time. They look like they want to end themselves. Oh, no. Like it's it's awful. They have such a high turnover of people and stuff like mm. that. So I'm really thankful at the environment that I'm in, especially in an office. It's my first office job. Yep. Is so good and wholesome and engaging and like I'm, I'm not sure if they have it but we've got like someone who's dedicated to like learning and development so that you be like hey I don't understand this she's like cool let's book you in for training and they go through it with you wow. and they yeah. make sure you're supported it's so good but on yeah, the other hand that's awesome good. man yeah that's co- so important to have that aspect I feel to yeah work. especially mm. like you hear horror stories you know like yeah. that's something I was worried about coming back to Perth because yeah. Obviously, teaching out in the country, you become very close with the people you work with. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I've had some really... Like, the people in my department especially... Yeah. Uh, awesome people, really get along well. With yeah. Them. Yeah, I, that's good. Because, yeah, I, I, I've, done, I've done a couple of pracs when I was studying. And what I found is, like, the teachers to teachers was good. Sometimes it'd be, like, the bureaucracy from above, which could cause issues within education. Oh, this, like, it can definitely get very political very yeah. quickly. But yeah. um, I think given it's a new school... Yeah. They haven't had a chance to... Well, not even that. I just think that they've really made an effort to set the culture early. Yeah, that's good. That's good. As to what the expectations are. Keep it professional, but still yeah. support one another. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. When, when you enjoy the people you work with, sometimes it can be hard to separate work from everything else. But then the customers, on the other hand, you know, you can have some heated... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Because <laughs> you were telling me a story about it before, like just negotiating and all that. Was, yeah, was I mean, it, it, hap- it, it does happen, it but does. that's um, that's part of it as well. Like, um, I think I think most most jobs... 90% of it is communication. Oh, yeah. Conf- conflict res is big. Yeah. Being able to have like emotional intelligence to be able to deal with different personality types. Yeah. On, yeah. In, constru- in construction, it was very much like there are, there's, there's always that sort of thing of like, here's some like pencil pusher who has done like four years of university yeah, telling me this is how you do it because it says so on this spec or on this drawing. And then you got the worker or the supervisor or someone saying, nah, this is how I've done it for 20 years. Stuff yeah. you kind of thing, yeah. and then it's how to have that give and take relationship and be able to to mitigate, yeah, mitigate, and then not, or even to say, you know, we got to do it this way, but to be able to say it in like a, a like a pastoral craft, not crafty, <laughs> but like so a, to, um, to make it sound like an improviser, not like a charitable, and not a lose lose, yeah, yeah <laughs> in like a charitable way, kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Give give the um the shit. I don't know, can we swear on this podcast? Uh, uh, we try not to. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the sandwich of two bad things and then one good thing in the middle. Yeah, you know what I'm talking gotcha, about? Gotcha. You know, like criticism, good thing, criticism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, does working from home force you to develop your communicational skills further? Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty easy because, like, during the pandemic, like when I was still working in like a, a big big alliance with government, um, we did everything on Teams. Like, okay. so I'm pretty okay with working on Teams, and um, yeah, like. It's 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 very normal. I think it's normal. For, it's different, but it's normal for everyone now. I think everyone's sort of yeah. figured out how to have the teams meeting, even though it's a bit. It's not as good as face to face, and you do yeah. miss a lot of social social cues and oh yeah, person personality like 
personableness. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like people are so fake on Zoom too. <laughs> it's easy to get away with being fake oh, as well. Yeah. Which is, yeah. You're like, hey guys, uh, and then you head you're like, I want to die. Oh, here's yeah. my cat. Oh, yeah. Look at my no, cat. No, no, no. Like people. Every time, every Zoom meeting, someone brings out their cat, and we all have to pretend like we care. Oh, <laughs> look how cute he is. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Like, like. Bye, everyone. Or, or bye, no, bye, it's bye, bye. worse when they put it on their lap but don't say anything, and they that. <laughs> They want you waiting to, say, they want you to They're not, baiting you. They don't even want you to acknowledge it. They just want you to know they How? they want you to think about it. You, yeah. You they want to be on your mind. They want to live in your head rent free. Cat. There's no cats in my team's meetings. But yeah. Well, why, why is your Switch copy of Mario and Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll put like all my, my expensive stuff in the background <laughs> and just like a random thing. Yeah. yeah. No, because like when, when, I, when I work from home, I. Because. Like we're obviously like in desk cubicles, so I can just turn around and be like, "Hey, friend, let's have a chat." Yeah, yeah. At work, I'm like, "How do I start this conversation?" Uh, hey, <laughs> XOXO, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like passing notes. <laughs> yeah, literally, it, and it's just like it, it takes that element away from it. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, yeah, go back to what I said before. I mean, it's not even that um, isolating. What I do, like ninety percent of my day is on Teams, and it's a small company, and one of them, one of the team members is my cousin, and we just banter all day. So yeah, I still get good. that. I still get that social aspect, which is great. Um, yeah. But it's just a little bit different to the kind. And I'll be honest, I do, I don't, I don't miss the kind of. Sometimes you do get the robotic sort of cooler water cooler conversations yeah. you have to have with certain people hey, as well. I'm yeah, so you. cuts. Oh, good. How was your weekend? You know, yeah. it sort of cuts that out, which Small I don't time. mind as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as much as I like meeting new people and and being in an office with people, like this kind of cuts that out. To right. like, obliged to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. a springboard for more in depth conversation if you choose. You know, if the vibe is good, just like this show. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, like I'm going to work and everyone's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Blah blah. Yeah, yeah, cool. And you have to get through that because you have to. It's like unskippable dialogue, right? <laughs> you can't press X to match through it. But then, like at the end, like halfway through the day, I'll turn to this guy who's like 56, and we just keep calling him Dobby. And when he does, he puts on this really funny Dobby impression. Oh, and gosh. like, but like at the beginning of the day, you're all like you know formal and casual, and the middle of the day, it's like it's me, Dobby, and it's oh, <laughs> did this old man say? Yeah, he's 50 I mean that's not old but like he's one of the older people in the okay, office okay. and it's oh it's funny man um but yeah yes. you, you don't you don't really get that on a on teams that's true it's true yeah <laughs> you, you just call people blue collars <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean I, I'm, gonna, I do, I'm gonna change my group chat name to that when I the blue collars <laughs> the blue collars I mean you guys you, you'd be white collar yeah you but be. they're all blue collars oh gotcha gotcha yeah cause uh, teachers are white collar unless you do primary education then you're a light blue collar so what's the meaning why? behind Shades. these colors why is that like, different because um often teachers who are doing uh, primary are generally more active in the classroom uh, so teachers in secondary you're standing uh, up and yeah. you're sitting down right what's the what's it, it, it's i about, thought it was about uh earnings no it's about well hands-on is it yeah when it comes on. to insurance it's about the movement that you take oh, within work, because okay. with insurance, if if you're if you're a, a heavy blue collar, you've got a higher risk of being injured than you do if you're white blue. Well, maybe that's white, why white, I thought is that a politically correct thing to say? Because gotcha. I thought it was something to do with earnings, but I mean, because because white collar is more manual labor yeah. as opposed to more administrative, and, and sometimes it can fall into the earnings thing because you know mm. white collars often more office administrative and stuff like that, which do sometimes tend to be higher paying than some of the manual labor jobs but that's not always the case so, yeah. so like a secretary would would be a white collar yeah yeah oh, okay i mean this is just in, in insurance which is a part of why, why the colors like 
Um, is it just? It, it probably goes back to like some thing in the fifties where people wore certain uniforms. I mean, because yeah. I think like uniforms, like well, like if you think of like a factory, it always comes back to factories. You think like in a factory, everything comes back to factories. Yeah, that's what I always Industrial say. Industrial capitalism, <laughs> right? I've been saying that for fifty years now. Um, like the the workers on the floor might be all wearing a uniform, mm. which may all be the same color. Those who are in the offices are wearing like their own shirts, which generate crisp, crisp white and stuff like that. So I think it just comes back from like those those older days. I'm glad we don't have that now. <laughs> so uh, is Musk a blue collar or white collar? He's a professional. Ex- <laughs> well, if if we're looking at insurance, he'll be a professional executive. Okay, uh, and he's also just how a horrible you, man. How would you go about insuring him? <laughs> I wouldn't. I would hope he dies. And <laughs> that's a massive. That's a massive call. <laughs> hey, I, I've been watching. Uh, watching some Death Note. My my my, my values are twisted. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Like, how would you? No, he would take out like a massive life insurance plan. Mm. It'll be like in the millions of millions of dollars. Uh, Only millions. I don't think he'll go billions because you have to pay for that. Oh. Uh, so he'd be in the millions of dollars for his life insurance. He'll probably have like so much content insurance and all this other stuff. But he won't need it. He's got so much money. Mm. Like, what so is he going to do? Pay off a house? No, he's not. He's got 15 or whatever. I yeah, don't true. I don't know. That, that's not true. I just made that number up. He doesn't use his house, so he sleeps under his desk, doesn't he? Who? He sleeps under his desk, I thought. Oh, kind of just like just no. I doesn't really doesn't really go home, does he? He did heard. that once, and he's like, "This is what I'm going to tell the people, so they think I'm a hard worker." No, I actually make everyone else do the work, and I sleep in my uh, in my fifty bedroom mansion. I don't know. I'm making that up, but it's I don't like think he sleeps young, under his desk. He's a bizarre he dude, huh? But it's cool because he reacts to memes and he's in touch I, with Michael. I want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bi- yeah, that is a big. So, call. what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah, on Musk? Do you have a particular strong opinion on him, or you? No, I don't have a strong opinion. Um, I haven't formed it yet. I think um, <laughs> I think he's doing some. I think he's doing some cool stuff, but I also don't fully trust him. Yeah, I don't trust a word out of that guy's mouth. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, and he's got adage. neither. Um, yeah. So, because remember when he was like, oh, I'm going to make this like hyperloop that's going to solve traffic <laughs> this pencil in, in, in California. He oh. did that deliberately. Now, this is an, an admission of like, I think his uh, his attorneys or whatever. He did that admittedly so that he could stop the, uh, the California's plan to introduce like easy access public transport. Oh my God, that is like, have you ever seen the show Billions? No. You need to watch Billions. <laughs> Why? Have you seen Billions? No, Anthony? I've heard of it. I've heard of so it. So basically, Billions is all about billionaires. Wild. Really? <laughs> Have you seen it? Mom? Never. No. Okay. I, I, I would have got it myself, yeah. <laughs> they are doing all these kinds of chess moves to get... Mm. Their own, and that sounds exactly like something. Out that's, of that's the thing. That's what he's doing. Everything he's done is not to help people. It's either to make him look better or set himself up for success in the future. Like he didn't, he, you know, you know, when those Thai kids were in the uh, in, the oh, in the cave, he didn't do anything with the with the um, intent of getting those kids out. He did it with the intent of looking like he wanted to get those kids out. And but he got those kids out, right? He didn't. No, oh, Michael. He didn't. he didn't do anything. He, he he spent like three weeks making a prototype. In that time, all the kids had gotten out safe and sound. And then he called one of the scuba divers. I think there was an Australian scuba diver that got some of them out. He called them like a pedo. Like it was just like out of nowhere. Yeah. Because do you okay. remember that? I, I yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't remember the I whole. I heard the story. Gosh, I. <laughs> This is. Uh, I used to like think, oh yeah, Musk, you're so cool. Ah. And then this started happening. I'm like, oh no, it's starting to turn. And then wait, so he's not a self-made man. He, he wasn't he, born into money. No, he no, he was born into money, which makes him not a self-made man. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a joke, Alex. Yeah. No, but you said he's not a self-made man. He wasn't born into money. Yeah. What does that, that mean, sarcastic. Michael? Sarcastic. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm not. I'm not going okay, to. Okay, okay, I'm not okay, going to okay. debate the uh, intricacies of what you've just said there. Uh, it, was, it was too meta. It was too yeah. meta. No, nah, he's uh He says everything that he's done is everything never he stands for. I hate <laughs> is essentially what you want to say. I, I did. Yeah. I, I did marvel at the um the SpaceX landing. Mm. Like the, the rocket actually landing. Oh yeah, landing. Back I had to down. keep watching that over and over again. I was like, is this even real? So that was very. Uh, so there, there are some Explain cool things that, that have one come to out. Me. I don't. I don't know. It's this. it's the rocket that went back. So landing rockets is something that we can't do necessarily. That's why we just drop them into the ocean and hope someone picks them up. Generally, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's because able- he wants to be able to reuse it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, the reason why he's able to do that is because he's privately funding it. Mm. Uh, NASA is government funded, so they get like X amount of money that they can use to do stuff, and it's more about research. And researching the, sorry, research and development. Well, no, no, it's it's more about like researching space that they're doing, mm. which is why they did the uh, James West telescope, the Hubble. Uh. Like, like they're, they're trying to find that information. He just wants to go to space, so all, all of his money is going into that and building rockets and doing this because he's got this like elitist dream where him and his rich friends are going to go to Mars or whatever. Did he okay, put like you're, a? You're, t- you're talking from inside his head now. Yeah, but like oh no no no, it's his dream to go to Mars. It's a dream to call. Yeah, that's why he Mars. put out. Didn't he put out like an app like who wants to come with me to Mars? Yeah. Sign I'm not talking sheets. from his head. This is all stuff that's that what he, he said. Did. But again, I don't know how much of that is in air quotes. Just like uh, propaganda is probably the most cynical way of saying it, or just like building his brand. Let's say yeah, it's very hard to know the interior of of, of what someone oh, really yeah, wants true, or true. what his real end game is. That's why I say I'm still on the fence and you'll know him by the fruits if they're bad good or bad yeah. kind of thing yeah. I mean no I understand where you're coming from yeah. um, I feel like and I feel like this is a weird thing to say but I feel like he his target audience are those who don't have the knowledge to question what he says if that makes sense does he have a target audience or is he just it seems <clears throat> to be like being his weird self males from 14 to 35 it t- tends to be yeah. his oh, target same audience. as Andrew Tate's audience I don't know if he's going out there and going Oh yeah, I'm gonna deliver this message in this particular way because it's gonna resonate with this particular demographic. I think that's exactly what he does. I kind of feel like he's just going out there and being weird because he's a weird guy. No, and he's then that's manifesting in this image. Everything he does is very calculated. Um, to, you would say so. To to garner a specific response, yeah. I don't believe that. I think he's no, he's, he's a very he, socially he's, awkward he's a individual. Big, he's a big pit. No, he's. His biggest uh, skill is his PR skills, because you don't know mm. about all the bad stuff he's done. Mm. Like he 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 goes on about, I keep I, I keep almost calling it Telstra, Tesla, right? Mm. That had nothing to do with Musk. He just bought the company. Like it already been made, it already been developed. It's already making electric cars and stuff like that. He bought the company. Same with SpaceX. He 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 says he's a co-founder of this and the other. He he's bought it, done- pumped money into it, elevated it, and. He yeah, said he and was then, the original owner. Yeah. But like um the things that he do, like you know when it comes to like Dogecoin and all those meme stuff, it's because he's he's trying to garner that response. He's, trying yeah, to the get me- he's getting to the meme culture. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to get the following of the people that do that because they're gonna be the new leaders of of this world. I, I mean, imagine. I'm not trying to defend him. I d I don't I don't really have an opinion because yeah. I don't know much about him and the situation. But I think I think you're going a little bit into conspiracy thinking there. I don't think I am because the reason why is because this, like, obviously, I've been sort of aware of these trends for a while, and like, because you get aware of something on the internet, it just starts like yeah, coming up in your feed. You're and stuff getting like this that. from him. No, you're getting this from a persona on the internet. No, but it's not just like what he does. Uh, on the what, what are the sort? Like, 
I'm not trying to be that guy that's like, okay. what are your sources? What are your sources, But yeah. what would you say your main sources are of most of this information? Like, can uh, I have a guess? Yeah, go for it. Twitter, TikTok, I'm not on Twitter. YouTube. <laughs> he owns Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got out. You got out Twitter. <laughs> no, but it'd be, no, it, like I said, the thing that kind of like, you know, the whole Hyperloop thing, that came from his attorney and was like publicly made. A lot of the stuff that I dislike about him is stuff that is out in the public. Okay. You know, he's got eight kids from five different people i think mm. and he he makes uh makes very light of like those kinds of situations um the way he's like okay the biggest gripe i have with him is not on a personal thing i like the biggest he gripe, just rejected you in middle school he did and i hate him for it <laughs> it reminded me of my dad no um it isn't like a, a personality thing that i hate with him it's his idea to colonize mars is the dumbest thing i've ever heard like it's not a factual like yeah. like ground level I don't thing. get it either yeah. it doesn't make sense we can't live on Mars we're not going to terraform Mars it's too Mars. gaseous right no there's no gas that's the issue oh. so the reason why Earth can have an atmosphere is because um, like we, we have a spinning core well it's actually the outer core that spins that does it the inner core we used to think was anyway um, and that generates like a magnetic f- sphere around us and that stops like solar winds like blasting the atmosphere of, of our planet and keeps us safe from radiation right Mars doesn't have that so if, we, if you're going to terraform Mars, you're just going to pump gas into the atmosphere and it's just going to get blown away. So it's just a pipe dream, pretty much. Yes, And you're just glorifying it. Yes. It's like another it. cool place to go, but you need to make it... You need to make the conditions like Earth yeah. when you go there. So and it's to like, do it's that, just a lot of work. It's, it's not going to... It's like making a man-made biosphere with the same conditions as Earth. Yeah. You just hang out in there. It's just... Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to be like totally internal. Mm. Yeah. Which, w- was that Mars and Interstellar where they went? Uh, no, no, no. Interstellar no. went to... Um, fake fake planets. They are fake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's that's my biggest gripe with Elon is that, and all my hatred stems from that. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, and like that isn't even him as a person. That's mm. just his logic makes no sense, and he's been called out on it like multiple times. But I mean, he, why not? You'd, you'd like to send him to Mars, right? Yeah, I hope he dies. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, what? go to Mars, terraform your planet, and die up there. It's like um the end of Don't Look Up. I haven't. I watched half of it. Yeah, like all the elites go to this other planet to escape the doom, oh, yeah. and they just get slaughtered I by the aliens it. on I that planet. That's just like, and in, you uh, see, like, is it Helen oh. Mirren's butt? That's a good time. Helen Mirren. I haven't yeah, have seen the, it. The, have the president. That wasn't Helen Mirren. Was it not? What's the Mel Streep? Mel Streep. Yeah, you can see Mel Streep's butt. Wow, cool. Because they're all naked in the pods and they come out. It's like like an Adam and Eve kind of motif, you know, like like a like. And wasn't there like an AI that predicted how you died or something? And it was like you're gonna get eaten by a yeah weird named thing. And she's like, what What the hell is that? Yeah, and then it's like she just. <laughs> have you watched um the Kingsman? It like reminds me of the ending. Like the the the, the political and elite, they had. The chips. The chips to not to make them immune, but then they ended up dying. No, anyway. I haven't seen the Kingsman. Oh, really it's so it's such a good movie. But yeah, that's the fifteenth Elon Musk rant <laughs> on this show. The so Elon far. Musk minute. So far. Yeah, the Elon the Musk, Musk minute. We can't make we, it a we segment. We have a segment no, called the Musk because minute. I will grow with rage. I think Poppins is keen for it. I'm keen for I'm keen just to make Alex talk about Elon Musk. <laughs> So here's some music. We'll be back <laughs> in a moment. We're so gonna... Is that why you're always trying to bait him? Oh, yeah. It's, it's okay, fun. Yeah, this is, this is an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's some songs so I can escape this torture because we're due for a break. The best music from the 60s to today. IPL Radio. Welcome back. 
to the verdict. Thanks for coming to you. to the verdict. Did I get it? Okay, uh, you, too long. Ah, uh, that sucks when I can't have headphones. I can't make the joke. Anyway, uh, so let's let's take a let's take a step back from the civil engineering talk. All right. Let's talk about things that yeah, I enjoy. Right relax, now. man. Let's yeah. talk about too much work talk. All work and no play. Yeah. Exactly. Makes the verdict very dull, people. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. No, uh, All work so. and too much musk yeah. is bad. It is. What, what do you get up to for fun? Well, is that, apart from like soccer, like when, when, you, when, you, when you want to sit down and relax and watch something, what's what you go to? What's kind of the thing that gets you going? Ooh. I'm probably... So I'm, I was just saying before, I'm not really into too many, too many shows at the moment. I'm trying to sort of stay away from Netflix nothing really I just I find I just scroll through Netflix these days and nothing really like tickles my fancy I yeah, don't know yeah, if it's yeah. just me but it's just like yeah. I just find a lot of it's just I don't know, you know? Yeah, it, it never reaches what you're wanting in that moment yeah what am I really wanting here yeah what am I what am I watching um I think the last I like older movies I'm trying to watch a few more of those I is think, that where you're watching like 1994 Transformers you're like <laughs> yeah. this is retro this is it this yeah is going for the retro stuff showing you <laughs> the hidden gems what was the last movie I watched I think so we're talking about before. Have um, you watched uh, like The Godfather, or The Shawshank Redemption, those type of movies? Yeah, Shawshank Redemption's great. Yeah. I can never get much out of it. Like I, I really resonate with that music scene. Have you watched The Shawshank? I have not. Oh. It's been a while. Have you watched The Shawshank? Oh gosh. Oh no, I'm getting shunned. In the I just office don't today. understand how you can be in a pop, start a pop culture podcast and not have watched Shawshank. Because I spend my time watching useful things I mean, like Alex the entire Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, my guy. <laughs> More yeah, important yeah. stuff than being shanked, you know. <laughs> God, I'm going to kill you. Uh, um, no, no, I mean, I like, I, I, it's like up there is one of the best of all time. I, I still think The Godfather is better, personally. Yeah, so there was a time, like, I did go through, like, because there's certain genres of movies I really like. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy the action movies, like, even the corny sort of 80s, you know. Oh, Tarantino? Like, yeah, Tarantino, I definitely like. It was a stage I went through Tarantino, but even, like, the sort of 80s, you know, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, you yeah. know, You know, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's um, like Rambo kind of. R- like, yeah, the Rambo stuff, like, Rockies, like, some of like, the earlier Rockies, like, my favourite movies ever. Even, like, Predator. I think Predator was the last movie I've watched, like, from start to finish, which was on Netflix. Have you watched um, Prey? Ironically. Um, no, no, I haven't that's seen Prey. That's pretty good. Praise yeah, God. I mean they're they're very over the top gratuitous violence, but there's something kind of B grade and fun about them. You can't look away. Yeah, no, no, no. It it, it, it kind of hits that like. That's what, why John Wick. That that's what John, John Wick, Wick taps excellent. into. Huh? John yeah, Wick. That's hitting that. That's hitting that bone. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, look, I mean, yeah, like uh, I, I I like I like watching something to turn my head off to because like mm. that's I'm, I'm I'm watching season three of The Boys, Michael. Oh, you're finally watching it. Yeah, you were I've saying a lot of good things about right. It's good. It's very it's degenerate. Pretty, it's pretty but all right. Very cool. It's pretty yeah. all right. It's pretty all right. Um, no, what was the other show which you were watching that taught yourself for enjoyment? Like when oh, you had suits, suits, suits. Yes. suits. Yeah, I don't have know. You, I just watched I've watched a fair bit of suits. Yeah, Mike, Mike, and Rachel like had an argument again, and I said I can't do it. And I threw my phone out the car, and it just kept going. He hates it, but he watches it. On spare time. I've, had, I've had mates who have watched Suits and then like gone into law because, because they just it. enjoyed, and then suits. realized that everything in Suits is against the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but like, um, yeah, I'm watching the boys, and I realized. The reason why I w- I'm not able to get into it necessarily, like I- I'm watching now because it's good to have it on the background whilst I'm doing other stuff, right? But I realize I kind of take issue with kind of like satirical kind of uh, TV shows and Media. stuff because it sometimes what they do is fantastic, but the audience watching it aren't engaging with it in the way that as a satire they take <laughs> truth from it, like you know, like Rick and Morty, The Boys. Uh, there was another one. 
What truth are they taking? Well, they made because a whole thing about the gun violence and stuff in the least yeah. recent season and the Black Lives Matter, and oh, people okay. are taking it as, as you know, that's not yeah. satire. That's actually yeah, like um, sure. like like they make like you know, the boys is all about making fun of corporations that capitalize off well, everything. Yeah, you know, right. they're going to capitalize off the good stuff, capitalize off the bad stuff. That's kind of like the the premise, but like they show examples of that happening, mm. and people go, oh yes, they're trying to make fun of black people you know like oh, like okay. but, but it's just because they're going oh this this company is capitalizing off this person's suffering and people who may not be able to connect with that or just maybe aren't you know going to the show to have a critical read of it are just going oh i'm going to take everything at face value and that's kind of like the issues that rick and morty brings up right like rick and morty is like it's nihilistic and is that a critique on the show though uh no 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 it's on the show it's it's why the I kind of disconnect from like yeah. satirical things because satirical mm. stuff gets really popular, right? Um, there was another example. Why do you disconnect from it though? If you because, if you because, are aware of what it, the statement it's trying to make, yeah, because I'm watching it and you can see there's like like three layers there. You're watching it like oh I can see how this is going to go bad and it does. If you know what I mean? Are you talking about? you can see how this is going to go bad within the show or you outside know. of the show like how the culture around it's going to take that 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 I just scene. find it interesting that the culture around the show really affects your viewing of it well it just it's yeah. it, it, it's all i'm really seeing when i watch like like i said i've got it on in the background i like i like watching it it's an okay show to watch um but i feel like sometimes as a satirical uh creation it it, it sometimes just Fall short of sometimes. It's not really like nailing the point home. It's I don't just know if you're giving enough credit though, because I feel like that show it it does satire very well. But that's only one dimension of the show. The show's uh, got some really great acting, some incredible storytelling. Oh yeah, but but I feel like you can even look at it without the satire and still appreciate the storytelling and yeah. and the script and how tight that is and how well they've done the characters and the. The relationships between the characters and the conflicts. But I mean, like, every good show generally has those things regardless. This is what makes it not like every other show, if that makes sense. Like, every show... So you sh- haven't watched it before? No. I've not seen this yet. Sorry. No, nah, it's all good. I'm, I'm taking it in. very yeah. deep into this. Like, yeah. every, every good show will have good acting, will have good storytelling, will have a good plot. But then what makes that show unique is the, the other aspect. So, for instance, this is a show about superheroes, but it's not about superheroes. It's about... Celebrity culture. Yeah, celebrity culture and... Media well, and, and again, uh, corporative... Um, how do I say this? I don't want to say like blah, blah, evil corporations, no, but, but it's very much like... Um, Commercialism. Commercial, yeah, They're like literally yeah. like, we'll send this certain superior to this certain neighbourhood and that will resonate more with them. And yep. Yeah. Here's and a it's all about... Yeah. For that demographic or whatever. Yeah, yeah literally. So you've got, you got Homelander who's like the, the leader of, of this team and they're like, okay, you're, you're down with the urban population by seven points but the white males have shot up by this point so it's like so we need to keep working that angle to keep you relevant and stuff like mm. that and it's like that kind of that kind of thing like like you know when, when what is it when when Rick and Morty happened and the 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 absolute horrible stuff that some pockets of culture took from that what do you mean you just turned into a pickle you're trying to say that a show needs to have some sort of overarching theme that that gives purpose to the great acting, the great story. Is that is that essentially no, no. what you're trying to say? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, personally, when I'm watching these shows, yeah, 
I I get it. I like it. It's good. But the way the 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 impact that these shows have on the general population, mm. sometimes not as good, not what it should be. Yeah, but that's not. I, I don't know. I feel like that's completely separate. If it's a good show or not, I wasn't saying it was. If it's a good, like I'm watching it. It's a good show. I like okay. it. Okay, I, I I so okay. My like, bad. I thought you were criticizing it. No, 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 no. When, when I'm approaching the the genre of satire and <sighs> social commentary in TV shows, mm. often they go for here. The audience gets this, and that's what they take home. So, so back to Anthony. <laughs> Guys, um, what do you so, think of the show? You, he hasn't watched it, but like, uh, have you watched like The Office? Is probably one of my go-to. The Office is great. I was yeah. watching it today. Like, yeah, The Office is like always good to go back to, and that is satirical. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like um, The Office is great because it's really witty. Sometimes it can be like the dark satirical humor, but yeah. um, I think it's. There's nothing really is like like what you're saying. There's nothing you can really like easily take and like you know paint a certain society or like look at this with a skeptical eye or whatever or like i think the office is just like you can look at it in isolation on its own it's also very relatable in terms of like you know little bits and pieces yeah. like idiosyncrasies of different people's personalities or from society like and then it's like you know but it can't be remade like today. Up, up by a thousand like yeah. dialed up by a thousand same as like seinfeld it's like well, that's right yeah. or friends right. you know there's different people no, they can't remake the office and their today. personality is like it's that little thing that you find annoying about that person but it's like dialed up to like 10 and that's, that's what makes exactly. it funny michael yeah. what you just said there is the dumbest sentence i've ever what do you heard. mean Have they you can't said, remake the office no today. they can but like it's literally the, the most popular thing on all streaming platforms no, the content, that it's on. No, like there's a lot of politically incorrect like um, making diversity day again but uh, that was funny you couldn't make the hitlers you could you could they did it right they they did it right which one oh no they did it right where they have to one yes the worst and everyone else is like oh no like it's a different culture back then. Than um, no, I, I, I it was a different time. <laughs> because, I mean, a lot of shows do that now anyway. Yeah. Like, they're doing similar kind of humor where it's like they're making fun of people being the absolute worst things that you can think of. Do you, like, do you find Friends funny? No. I can't. I, was, I When I was younger, I used to like, and even a few years ago, I kind of used to look at it with the nostalgic 90s mm. rose-tinted glasses. Like, ha, oh, this is funny because my sort of... My what I, what I came from, my group like says this is funny, so I should think this is funny. Yeah. But I look at it like now in like third person, it's like, yeah, this is actually not that funny. And like half- these people are kind of annoying, yeah. and like it's all really like unrealistic. It's like no one lives in like apartments that big, yeah. and no yeah. one has these sort of on lifestyles. The, on the money that, that that they'd be earning, yeah, yeah. Like she's a chef, and she's got that place. Yeah, she's yeah. So chef. like what that projects on like Rachel people, and then like those expectations her. and like societies. Yeah, it's not realistic. Because yeah. no, no, like half of the characters in the Friends cast are just not likable. Like I don't, I, I'm not rooting for them. I'm not like, yeah, Ross, you go do that thing <laughs> that you're doing. I'm like, I hope you trip down the stairwell. Yeah, and. Whatever happens, happens, you and even the canned laughter as well. Straight canned to laughter, murder, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, death. it's 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 where I'm at now, and where I want people to be. There's no in between. <sighs> okay, yeah. Again, I've been watching a lot of like Death Note and Walking it's Dead. Had, it's had a, it's had an impact. Yeah, Death Note's actually good. I don't watch anime, uh, and this is the least anime anime there's out there. Do you watch? watch do you watch anime? No, my only anime I watched, which is barely even anime, it was just like. Avatar a sign of the culture at the time was just Pokemon, the original. Oh, yeah. Which no, is no, now, no, I think they call it, is that Indigo League is what they call yeah, that yeah. now? Yeah, it's the correct on, on one. What a true yeah. connoisseur, right? The original, the original 151 or No, because, yeah. um, you know, no, like Death Note, it's just a guy who finds a book that when he writes someone's name in the book, they die. And he goes, ah, oh, I'm going to... Yeah. And he literally. can write how they die. Yeah. And he's going to, I'm going to take this, this opportunity to now kill everybody I deem unfit for society. Mm. 
And, and you wish you had that book. No, I never said that, but it would I be think cool. that's what he's implying. It would be cool. Elon Musk <laughs> dies in plane crash. What if that's his fake name? Elon Musk. You're right. You're right. It could be. It's elongated muskrat. I hate you. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, he, he, he's doing all this stuff, and then somebody catches on that all these people just start dying, and then he kind of becomes a public f- figure where people are, like, rooting for him, and then there's a, a detective who he's up against, who's, like, his age, mm. who is trying his hardest to find him, and it's a really good show and like you know like a lot of animes like really over the top they have like some of those moments but only when in this kind of like mindscape like when they're playing tennis yeah 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 yeah. they're playing tennis but it's like a mind game or something yeah it's like like, hey you would think that i would know this and it's just like it's so it's so over the top like the specific moments it's like you know it's in their mind so it's kind of okay to be over the top because it's contextualized yeah yeah i mean the tennis game was real yeah, but there's other things where they're like in, in, yeah, in like a mindscape. Where yeah, like, yeah, gotcha. It's kind of like it's like drifting, uh, like like mood lighting and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, it's, it's basically you know I know, but I need to find ways to prove it. That yeah, you are yeah. responsible. I've, I've seen Cowboy Bebop as well. I think I watched three quarters of that show because it's like one season. Yeah, 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 and that's on Netflix as well. That's okay. It's kind of like um, I watched a bit of it because I like Firefly. I watched that. Um, oh, which is yeah, only yeah. one season as well yeah. and um, it's kind of that sort of space cowboy yeah, sort of thing yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was cool too but never really got into the anime you never watched yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender that's no. not an anime my guy no, no I'm just saying <laughs> isn't it it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's we have to it's a western it's like, it's like a western, western version animation, of anime yeah. Yeah. but like, it, j- like Japanese sort of pop culture and stuff like, I have a uh, respect for it and I've been oh, to Japan yeah. before you, you went to yeah. Japan I was going to say yeah I went there no it's like five five years ago yeah five six years ago so you would have been Working. Yeah, yeah. So it's my first or second year of work. So I took like three and a half weeks off and went with a bunch of mates to Japan. That was awesome. Great trip. I thought you said you lived there. That was Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. Were you working in Hong Kong? No. Well, did a little bit of part-time work there, just like teaching English and stuff like that. Right. Um, But it was my gap year. um, From Oh, yeah. You said I just finished year 12 and then I went there for a year. But this was like seven years later. Six years later, I went to Japan. So That's a good point. Like, how is it like teaching English in a foreign country? Like, did you have to do a lot of training, a lot of preparation? It was easy because it was just like, like little kids, um, like family, friends, because it's amazing. Like in, in Hong Kong, because it's like, you have this dynamic of, um, so they learn Cantonese because that's what, that's what's spoken in, in -hmm. Hong Kong. But then also to be able to deal with, like to converse. And I mean, like, yeah, I guess communicate with the wider landscape. They learn Mandarin as well, which is the mainland yeah. um, language, but then also English too, because like it was basically an English colony, yeah. um, Hong yeah. Kong. And it's like all, all the signs are in English, like, and yeah, there's just ex- expats everywhere. So for like business and um, educational purposes, they're all in English. So you have these like little three and four year old kids running around like, and they're all trilingual. Did you so, have to do uh, a lot of I training would, yeah. for it? I wish. No, no, I was just teaching it just like oh, great. just to just to family friends and, and stuff like that. Just casually. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, yeah. Flight. <laughs> but they were already like really good, like because they just like watch they just like watch T V and stuff like that. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the, inter- the like internet you. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. they're super smart. Cause, cause, and their minds are just like malleable, you know? And yeah, kids, true. And like, cause that's the thing that I always see, like people go, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this country to teach English. And I'm like, do you have to like ha- know the language to teach English? Cause you've got to relate it to what they mm. know. Like how much of the language that you're, how much of the language of the country that you're going to teach, do you have to learn to teach English? That's what I've always wanted to do. Cause I would, like love to like go to like a country and teach people English. But I'm like, do I have to go there and do I have to like learn Mandarin? Do I have to learn uh, Cantonese? V- Vietnamese, Indonesian? Do I have to learn all these languages so that way I can I'd teach? I imagine you'd have to yeah. pick 
Like, would you have to pick things up? No. Well, I was just teaching them English and they already had a little, like a base level, but their parents wanted them to get more proficient. So I was just yeah. like, you know, reading books with them and stuff like that. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It was just, pretty chill then. Yeah, it was really chilled. Wow. Yeah. But I, I did realise afterwards because my sister, she lives here now and she's a, she's a school teacher. Um, she taught at an international school in Hong Kong mm. and a lot, a lot of her teacher friends, they were all just like, physios and engineers and from all walks of life and you can actually work at international schools with another degree and become a teacher as well so if i wanted to i could go to hong kong and just just become a teacher yeah That's okay cool. yeah i didn't know that until like a couple of years ago so <laughs> yeah and the, and the pay is apparently pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but things are more expensive in hong kong as well like rent is ridiculous That's and stuff fair. like that yeah. so yeah good i would love to like experience culture like that because like like when i was young my mom went now's the opportunity to take him around the world and i don't remember yeah. any of it yeah oh. right yeah, yeah it was like i'm gonna teach them culture yeah exactly yeah. There. i don't remember anything all i remember was uh giving chicken to a cat in grand canaria and having my finger sliced by the cat that's all I remember. That's a core memory right there. It is, because yeah. I cried. <laughs> See, all we did was go down south, just constantly go down south as a family to Dunsborough and stuff until like, I don't know, until I was probably 16 or 17. That was the first time I went on a plane overseas. So that was, I was actually pretty grateful for my parents that we didn't pick too early and like <laughs> do all this amazing stuff before yeah. I even remembered. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, nah, it's, it's been good. I'll probably try and do that when I have kids as well. So yeah, no, We'd I- love, we, Katie and I, that's my partner, we've been talking about perhaps at some point in the near future going and living for a year somewhere else another country yeah nice like um I really like the idea of Ireland mm. because that's supposed to be where my ancestors are from mm-hmm. um but like Hong Kong would be or, or or Japan would be amazing yeah I would definitely I mean Hong Kong I spent a year there I probably wouldn't go now things have changed a little bit um Probably not for the better in, in certain ways. Um, course, all yeah, protests between now and then. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a bit. There's, there's, they're in a bit. Of, they're in a bit of a, a, a transitional stage, unfortunately. But um, I think Japan would be a sick place to live six months to a year. Yeah. Well, living spaces are very cramped. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is true. For that's me, though, it's like minimalist. Right? Part of the ad, uh, adapting, right? Like that's part of in, ingraining into the culture. And it's, yeah. it's a totally different. Type and the of work culture, culture there, there is well. pretty bad. Like people, they expect it to work long hours and be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, but th- like th- that's a thing. Like you, like because my mum worked for Inpex, which was uh, partly owned by Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she, like, she goes like the best workers there happen to be all the Japanese people. They were like very respectful, very good, yeah, and very good at their jobs as well. Like it is, it's a totally different culture, and I think. A lot of people have expectations of what Japan's going to be before they go there, and it's totally different. Did you see about mm. that train thing? Like a train driver formally apologizes for being one minute late. Like it's like a big thing. Mm. They they're always orderly on time. Has to be you know everything has to be cleaned. Yeah, it's face face culture, face me, culture, which is different <laughs> to how we do things. Well, in the chew gum there, like Taiwan. I'm just right. super casual. No, you can't casual yeah, dude. You man. can't spit or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think yeah. I want to go to the country? <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe Southeast Asia is probably not for you. Then I imagine. Yeah. Like if you go, if you if you're very casual, because like I said, like with 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 Southeast Asia and like you know East Asia generally, it's a lot. There's a lot of uh, hierarchy in regards to mm. the way you do things, and mm. there's a lot of rules in just regular engagements and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, islands would be good. Yeah, be pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think for me, Europe is probably my go-to for somewhere I'd go more long-term to, and or even to live for a, for a stint. Yeah, as opposed to just, I've done it already in Southeast Asia, but I think for me, I'd probably fit in a little bit 
better as well. I just yeah, a lot of other things as well. Like as it's every every place has got its its pros and cons. Oh, but yeah. I think more long term, I reckon I'd like to live. Yeah, somewhere like Europe. I reckon Ireland would be awesome, yeah. So when you say Europe, obviously Europe is very diverse in all those yes. countries. Like, is there specific countries that you've got in mind? or Have you uh, have you been to Europe? I've been to Europe twice, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed going to, to Germany, so I went to Munich. That was really nice. I've been to Prague as well. That seemed like a really cool place too. Mm. Um, for me, like, because my family's all Italian, um, like a third generation kind of thing, so we've been here for a while. But um, I really love the Italian culture and, and all the – you know the history ancient mm, history right yeah yeah all yeah. obviously the food the architecture and um all that kind of stuff so i reckon i could live there. I, I, I don't reckon i'll be able to live there long term i feel like economy wise and job opportunities and stuff it's we're really got it good here in australia we're very blessed in that oh, regard yeah, so we've got it really good here so yeah i think yeah. i'll just go for that or even just for a short stint to like maybe do like a, a language course or a history course or like a mm. like a philosophy course or something like that because i just really enjoy like oh ancient, God, ancient, ancient history yeah, yeah European yeah. history yeah so it's the best kind we, yeah. we, we've just booked Europe at the end of the year big five week trip oh sweet what's your itinerary uh, so we fly into Munich yep uh, then it's Nuremberg uh, then we're across to Paris mm. uh, and then I think Chamonix was that uh, you know what <laughs> that's as far as I can go because <laughs> Katie's basically like the planner. She oh yeah on steroids. Right. Right. What is it but with women? There's a <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I'm not touching that one on this podcast because I already gave my grazing board theory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you tell Katie about that? What did she say? Oh. Okay, oh, can no, you, she can, knows that one. Oh, she can knows. you yeah, explain yeah. your theory to Anthony? Oh yeah, my theory <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, here we go. Let's go. Um My theory is that Okay, let me ask you a question first. <laughs> you know what's good? We've got a yeah. backpedal a bit. Why do you think that women love grazing boards so much? Um, as opposed to men? Like, have you ever been to an event, like a, you know, a birthday or something that's for a guy, and there's a grazing board there? Not really, unless there's been women involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why is it such a big thing with women? Coincidence? I think not. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and have like a a, a level-headed approach here. Yeah. There's many ways you can do a grazing board and not doing the full like you know paint with a broad brush. Every woman is like this, and every guy is like this. But a lot of women have an artistic flair for beauty and doing things in different ways. And maybe there's a lot of different ways you can do a grazing table. You can put this ah. here, that there, flowers here, chocolates over here, and it's all like artistic. Ah, so that's that's my take, but I want to know where you're going with it. So cultural, like like uh, like what I said last. <laughs> well, I yeah. think that makes a lot more sense than my theory. But <laughs> I, I think that it goes back to <laughs> caveman <laughs> days. Here we go. Men are hunter gatherers. Yeah, yeah. Men are hunters. You know, women are women, you can, women that, are nesters. Yeah. That's why you can put a slab of meat on the on the plate with a potato, and men will be happy. Whereas women, they love picking at things. <laughs> so when you put a That's grazing point. board in front of them, Jeez. I'm going to pick that. I'm going to pick that. It's you know, we're at the end of the day, we're cavemen, and we're hardwired for this oh. stuff. Gosh, that's it's just yeah. funniest if you got, thing. If you got a bunch of real hungry blokes at a party and there's a grazing board there, that thing's getting demolished, and you can't get it in your, you can't get the food in your mouth quick enough, and you're like, I really probably just want something substantial. Do you think it's so. more socially acceptable for men to just like what pig out when eating? food? This is what I was saying last week. Yeah. Um, it is. It's historically more socially acceptable for men to consume vast amounts of food. 
whereas women are normally deemed not to do that. Like the it, it's a sacrifice of motherhood. Raising boards have a lot on them, though. Yeah, but often it's like I'll have it's a more grade. delicate. Yeah, I'll you have get, a you got to work for it. Yeah. Nibble, nibble, nibble. Like that's what like that's the idea we're working with nibble, here. Nibble, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't don't repeat that. <laughs> Back to <me>. no. Uh, <laughs> no. So like um yeah like uh you know. The sacrifice of motherhood is like, you know, mom's like, I haven't eaten today. I've been too busy doing this, this, and this. And it's all built around the idea of not consuming, right? It's like food food falls last on the list with men. You get home. Uh, you get dinner. You know what? You get Women dinner. just generally eat less than men anyway just because... Why do you think that is? Because we're big, disgusting things. I'm two of those things. That need to eat more calories... Well, it's just scientific that men, on average, need to eat more calories to. to <laughs> that ma- is scientific. Very self-loathing. Yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to maintain, that's like uh, it's science. It's that's science. You're man. right. You're right. It is science. Cite me your sources. <laughs> well, if you were to like, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight at the moment, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then Katie was like, I want to lose weight as well. Anyways, um, so we calculate. Our calories and our maintenance oh, yeah, yeah. and all that, and we try and go in deficit. So you know, for men, um, the yeah, calories is, are always going to be higher yeah, than than, yeah. than it is for women. So Correct. women get fuller quicker. It's just uh, just gen- generally speaking, I'm you know, there's going to be six foot four women out there that need to eat a lot of calories, mm. probably more than I do. But it, generally speaking, I, I eat the calories to fuel my giant ego. Um, that's the biggest thing that takes up my space. <laughs> I'm not going to backpedal topics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. As practicality-wise, as well, let's say like you know, gen- generally uh, over the course of history, it's like man would do, let's say, a really physical job. Mm. He's been working in the field or whatever. Comes in absolutely famished. He's mm-hmm. got to replace his calories. Whereas the wife, let's say, was you know helping out around the house, kids, or doing something else less physical. You wouldn't. Get into calorie deficit as, as easily, I guess. So. Yeah, uh, so man, man that, needs to feed. And, and even in modern the days, it's women are more likely to choose jobs that aren't manual labour. Mm. Yeah, and I think if we, if we bring it back to actual, because they're smarter than men. <laughs> if we bring it back to like actual meal time, historically, men had the meal provided for them. Yes, women would have to provide for themselves. Yes, so that also comes into play as well. Where and plus, the brain develops faster than women. Is that true? Is it true? Is it true? <laughs> He's trying to bait. <laughs> I'm trying is. to bait. Yeah. 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 What were we trying to say, huh? I'm just saying that don't women. Is that right? Yeah, that is. Can you right. speak to that a little bit more? Um, Can you cite me? I, I'm not. I'm not an expert on the field, but Anthony, do you have the, any opinion? <laughs> what was What was your state? What was your statement? Don't was women's claim? brains develop faster than men? Like, oh no, you said men's brains. No, 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 I said no, women's. Not women's. Oh, sorry, I, I thought you said men's. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. there is. I don't know the sources, but there's something about women maturing quicker when they're younger. Women going like, to puberty before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, there's that. But, yeah. I, but I feel like brain development occurs. At sorry, a similar I rate. thought you no, no, said, no, and you were trying to bait me into saying something misogynistic. But like, I, I agree. The traditional, the, the traditional family is, um, yeah. Is the woman cooking and the man coming in, and he yeah. gets the dinner first at the head of the table, and that's, that's you know, yeah. and, I, I, and she's like, down afterwards. Yeah, but, but I think it's a cultural thing. I think that's what it all stems from. Like, do yeah. you see grazing platters or like Indian functions or like Asian? Michael, like, unfortunately, my friends are very white. <laughs> you look at me; I've got no culture in this bone. See, you all cut over me open, Easter, I bleed milk. I never saw a grazing platter. <laughs> That's all I've got. You've never seen a grazing bull. No, in our family parties. But, but, but when it's you're a, looking at two very different cultures, like Western and Eastern culture. That's what I mean. It's a Eastern's cultural a collective, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a cultural it's thing. It's a collectivist culture, yeah. so it's, it's everyone diving in and everything, and Western's individualistic. That's, yeah. a, that's a fact. That's not me pulling anything from a pot. 
I thought he was going to pull me up on it. I thought he was going to be like, no, no, I agree. This with guy. You. Okay, cool. So the grazing table theory. Okay. Yeah. Is is it like um you know like how I met your mother? How like Barney has all these like uh uh indexes for different things? They're like the grazing index. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just all I can speak from experience is that when when Katie sees a grazing board, it's like something primitive <laughs> takes over, and it's like. She just starts growling. Ooh, a grazing board. And it's just like, she gone. Just starts, she, starts gr- she starts growling and you're like, oh, no, no it's no, happening. No, no, because they wouldn't have growled. You're right. The they men would, would have growled. They would purr. To, to, to slay the beast or whatever it was. <laughs> kill a leopard The hunting and the gathering. Yeah, <laughs> kill a leopard. They wouldn't have then taken it home, barbecued it, cut it up into these dainty little pieces and just chucked yeah, it on a board and nice exactly. skewers. It would have been banged straight in the mouth. Yeah, yeah because that's probably all they've eaten uh, aside from berries for days. My berries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it like Agreed. that either. Uh, uh, this is such. A, uh, that necessary? We go back to cavemen. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Cave so much of what we do goes back to cavemen. I, I mean, feel like we've got some sense. real. We got some stuff in there that some hot monkey takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, way. These to monkeys it. are too hot. No, I mean, like obviously, there, there's stuff that definitely goes back to um, to caveman brains. Mm. Like how we treat our dead probably does. Speaking of which, have a look at our cryptid tier list. <laughs> no, no, I'm not bringing that up again. But like, yeah, how how we treat our dead probably goes back to caveman days. You know, from like, you know, how we view spirituality. Caveman days, right? It's it, it all goes back. We're not much different. We're just less hairy and more annoying. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because think about it. Like Brendan Fraser, the Encino Man. Mm. He was a cool guy. None of us can ever live up to that. What? In the movie The Encino Man, Brendan what? Fraser was a caveman that was trapped in ice. Oh. And he got thawed in the present day. I didn't realise he got typecast as a, as a caveman. He he got George, t- George of the Jungle Man. Yeah, he yeah. got t- typecast as a hot guy. Hot boy. Yeah. Because, like, in The Mummy. He was pretty hot. In George of the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on their whole... That is annoying me. Can you not hear that? That's that's the that's actually the vacuum that you're hearing. Oh, sorry. That is a fan. Yeah, that's a vacuum. What's your thought on? Um, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but what's your thought on like this whole celebrity thing of like, oh, there's such a nice guy, and that becomes like their their, pers- their personality. Thing. Keanu, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it, it happens a lot. Like celebrities get typecast as themselves, um, mm. and. It means that everybody skews every action to fit that oh, mold. Oh, I hate it. It is, it is. Because, like, they do something, and you're like, if this if this action was done by... Who's universally hated? If this action was done by Elon Musk. Clyde Palmer. Um, yeah. What's that female comedian? Uh, Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Did oh. you know she was supposed to play Barbie? Barbie yeah. I only just but recently again, that, learned that, this. That's going to be a satire. So that's why they wanted to get someone who wouldn't that fit the mold a of lot. Barbie. That trailer was great, though. It was. No, so if... if, if, if Things that Brendan Fraser did that Amy Schumer did. Nobody like, oh, Amy Schumer is such a nice guy. Well, she wouldn't have said that. She's such, she's such a nice person. Mm. They'll say, I hate Amy Schumer and I want her to die. Um, yeah. I, I reckon Ed Sheeran probably isn't a nice guy. I think he is. Nah. He looks like the kind of guy who's down to earth. Nah. He like, said I'm some things w- in interviews like and I've what? gone... Like, he said something about how... I hate non-whites and stuff like that. Is that what he said? No, he said... Okay. It's more subtle. I hate women. It's like, oh, uh. yeah, I hooked up with a bunch of Victoria's Secret models. It was easy. <laughs> you're just when you get a lot of money and fame, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 When you're Ed Sheeran. Just the way he, he sort of... He's very braggy. 
I mean, he's a celebrity. He's just down to it that he's just braggy. <laughs> that's he's just so honest about nice it. Nice guys brag. Like, do you see it? I mean, like, he's not like a full-on rapper. Okay, okay, okay. If you, if you managed to sleep with more than one Victoria's Secret models and it was easy, you wouldn't keep that in. You would, you would be singing it from the rooftops. Yeah, here's the thing, though. I feel like you wouldn't be saying it out loud if it was... Oh yeah, I see what you mean. He, he's like he's covering. How up many like, people do you know that brag about the girls they get, but it's because they're not really getting girls and yeah. they're trying to project? Yeah. But what would, would, would those models say? You know, I got with Ed Sheeran. Like, is it? Well, no. Yeah, actually, you're right. No models come out and said I got with Ed Sheeran because that's kind of like a step down. Like Ed Sheeran's here, Victoria's Secret models are here, and there's a lot of space between those two things in terms of looks. Everything. I. He's okay at doing what he does. He's. He's okay at doing what he does, but he's very famous. Yeah. He's yeah. been riding very the Very successful. He's been riding the A-team wave. Agreed. I do not like <laughs> He anything. knows how to make a good pop song, yeah. and he's yeah. kept hitting that button on and over yeah. again, and he's uh, riding the cash cow. He's good like, on him, but uh, A-team was like an acoustic a journal. Yeah. I loved that album. Everything after that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no thanks. So what other things has he said? <laughs> oh, there was I was listening to an inter- they were doing like how did they how they came up with Shape of You, right? Yeah. Now, and he worked with two other songwriters, like Benny professional Blanco songwriters. And someone else. Yeah, I I don't remember their names, but they're like professional songwriters, you know, they work with pop stars and they come up with a song and they go, "Yeah, so um I you know, know what you yeah. Ed Sheeran came in, he was like, oh, "I want to do something like this." And he put a Rhythm together And then we worked For hours And he sat in the corner And played with Lego That was basically What they said happened I mean And, and everyone goes Oh he's so cute He plays with Lego And I'm like No That's just childish <laughs> When you're that famous though And you got that much money you're, You can get away With that I kind mean, of stuff I mean he made the skeleton being, uh, For the song And he's asking His other producers To fill it in Yeah You know He got the backbone Of the song I guess I mean Sure He got the melody Yeah And then they came up sure. And the lyrics Sure See, would we argue about this if it was Amy Schumer saying about it? Yes. No, we're defending no Ed Sheeran because he's a Schumer. nice guy. That's No, no, we're not defending You're defending I'm him. I'm defending him. You're the only one here who is defending him. So we're him. in agreement. Oh, yeah. Anthony, thoughts on Ed Sheeran? Yeah. I mean, he's all right. As I said, I, I thought he was good at the start, especially when he had that persona of like up-and-comer, like used to be yeah. a busker, using the loop pedals. Acoustic. Yeah, acoustic, yeah. stripped oh, down, you know, stripped agree. down versions. Yeah. He was like rapping a bit. He was singing a bit. Like he was all cool. And now it's like you just get really. I get just a bit, a bit of fatigue with a lot of pop music these days. Yeah. And people like him, is the uh, is the issue. I mean, he, where he, do gets, you go? he gets a lot of he gets a lot of uh, praise for doing the bare minimum. And like somebody pointed out, like at like a, one of the music awards, he was just there in like a shirt and jeans, and then Beyonce's there in this magical getup with all these frills and stuff like that. Because Beyonce's known for her choreography and her dance choreography and her look and her f- as style as a fashion icon. Ed Sheeran is not. He's known yeah, for but his like, music. But like even men, regular men. Oh well, he's trying to be the every guy. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, he's occupying that. Um, archetype you need to have alone. every you need to have every single type of archetype for different I'm groups to relate just you but on the red carpet oh, yeah. well, here's my song Watch his so he sad. could be yeah. he, he could be replaced by kind of anyone because lots of people you look at like the Australian Idol American Idol and there's yeah, plenty Shannon of could be there. there's plenty of Ed Sheeran's out there but oh, yeah. he's been the right place right time kind of thing and, you know, and Post Malone him. too he's like the every man type of thing I know I reckon Post Malone's pretty good. Post Malone's not the everyman. He's what everyman wants to be I think he's more authentic than Ed Sheeran right and Jack Black too like yeah. he's not a musician, but like you know, he's just living his Jack life. Jack Black's a musician. No, he, he, is, he a musician. is a musician. He is a musician. Yeah, but I, I was thinking, <laughs> I was oh, thinking, this of school guy, of, yeah. this guy. 
But you yeah, know, I was thinking School of Rock. Like I was gonna say, he's the more authentic Jim Carrey to me. Like Jim Carrey kind of does the same stuff. I would say Jack Black does, you know. But Jim Carrey feels a bit more I forced. would disagree. I reckon they're pretty different, Jim Carrey and Jack Black. Like the same style of like outlandish type Have humor. You seen that doco of mm. him playing that cat? He played a comedian in a documentary. Who's this? Jack Black? No, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey plays a comedian, and then the doco is about him apparently being possessed by the comedian. And it's basically just him describing him treating everyone like crap in this job gotcha. because he felt like he was possessed by this comedian. You should watch it. What? Yeah, you should. It's that on Netflix. The wildest thing. It's on thing. Netflix. Um, and it's pretty diabolical, like the things he would do on this set. It just sounds like Jared Leto being the Joker and pranking his... Yeah, crew yeah but okay. that was all a crap. prank is a fun joke shared between people. What he did borders on assault. Yeah, but he's also Jared Leto. I can't believe I know so much about this, but Jared Leto does because he's he's like a lead singer of a really famous Thirty band Seconds to Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he did this big uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars. No, 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 no. It, it I might, have all their merch. You no, know, it's just because there's a joke in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, the Andy Samberg documentary. Yeah, where he goes, <laughs> he had. He was naked on stage for 10 seconds and he goes, that's like a third of the way to Mars. <laughs> and it's the dumbest joke. That's pretty good. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so apparently he does these big island retreats. Yes. And it's like Weird really cult-y. cultish. Yes. Yeah, for 30 yes. seconds to Mars. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's talking Like he about thinks he's Jesus or something. Well, I mean, he's got like the hair. And yeah, the, the hair face. is a start. Yeah. yeah, man, don't diss the mob. And 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 he's, I'm not gonna say that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. You gotta say it now. I was gonna say uh, he's white, so I'm sure a lot of people believe in it. You know, like yeah. Americans, where they're like, there's like there's like that joke in a, in I think Family Guy, where like the Alica Christian like retreat camp, and they're all doing like paintings of Jesus, and like Chris is like drawing like a Middle Eastern guy, and she comes up and like, how about we lighten up that face a little bit? You know, make a bit blonde, and it's yeah, that's funny. Oh, anyway, right. Family Guy. Yeah. It, never seen it. I've never like watched it on TV. It is on TikTok. Some of the old seasons are hilarious. Yeah. There's some really good skits. Yeah, yeah. I sort of lost touch with it. That's last the other few thing. seasons. Family Guy is the other thing that's satirical, but people just go, "Ha, we're making fun of like minorities." Futurama. Yeah, but that's not the show's problem. I know, but it's it's the audience's problem, which means that I'm like, can I like this show because I know what's going to happen after this? You know what I mean? It's like that kind of a vibe. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah, I still don't yeah. get it. I don't get your issue. The political climate is now. You really, it's 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 hard. You have to it's stepping on eggshells in lots of ways, and there's lots of th- ways things can be taken. I mean, I I I feel like that can be sort of a cop out for like caring sometimes. Like, like it's not hard not to do stuff that's inoffensive. I think. I think people are we used to the fact that nobody would say anything for years, and mm. now people have gone actually. How about we we readdress how we do this kind of stuff? And they're like, no, I want to keep saying the things that I say. Yeah, that's I like, annoying. I feel like, like comedy sure. com- comedy is about um that the like in its most ancient form, comedy was like pointing out the differences between us, which makes us closer together. Like, like you point out the differences with someone, and then it's kind of like you have a laugh about the differences. Yeah. So, but, but I think now it's very hard because a lot of relationships and and groups are strained. Because of the way things are, that it's like when you point out certain differences, things can be taken in certain ways, See, and, I, and then like that's, and then the, therein lies the issue. But then, sorry, Anthony. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, no. You go. Yeah, uh, I was just. I like the comedy where they where they talk about something that you thought was 
unique to you. Oh, yeah. But they they're, articulate they're it in a way where, like, we were watching this TikTok the other day. It was, uh, what's her name? She played the voice of... Hit me with it. Let's go. Gloria? In oh, Jada Smith. Ma- Madagascar? Jada, Jada Smith. Smith. That's her. That's Jada, her. Jada Pinkett. That's Jada, Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith is Gloria Madagascar. Hey, I think of Wanda Sykes. Too? Are you trying to think of Wanda Sykes? Because she's another black comedian. Wanda Sykes. Yeah, and she's like, she's got hair out here and... I think that might be her. <laughs> yeah. How did I know that's who you're talking about? She's got like a really unique voice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's talking about women and why they can't get to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because their mind never has a moment of silence. And she's describing... And, and and Katie's just like laughing her head off because yeah, it's, it's relatable. Pretty much her. Yeah, yeah. It's like articulating something that you didn't realize was that. That's I guess it's another thing. Point. The relatable humor is good as well. But I think also like um, pointing out differences as well. I think that's been a hallmark of comedy for many years. But I think nowadays it is it is harder because of the way things. Uh, I think it's it's a lot of way things ways things can be taken and yeah. I I, well, I mean. To like, I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I think yeah, I, source, I can't find a, I can't find an example, to, to, but yeah, the the source of comedy, you know, historically was the lesser people making fun of the higher ups. Mm. That's generally what comedy has been. You know, it's 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 a Little tool guy. for people yeah. to to make fun of those who are in high power. Mm. Then what's happened is people who were doing that are now those in high power, mm. and so they're just making fun of everyone below them. It's like the punching up versus punching down. I don't I don't know. I feel like I mean, if we're trying to go back to like the first principles of comedy, isn't it more just like subverting an expectation? Could be. Go, setting it up so that you think it's going to go one way and then flipping it on the head, and that's why the politically incorrect comedy is working is in fashion right now. Because people are expecting you to go one way, and there's all this opportunity to go in all these different so directions. Ba- bait and switch, one way as well. yeah. bait and switch type of style. Like yeah. you know, they have a stereotype, and then it subverts your expectations. That's the punchline. But, but I mean, because like, there's there's a really good James Acaster bit um, from like a show, like something about cold lasagna or something. Anyway, that's like the title of the Great show. Sh- yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Brilliant. And it's it's the bit where he's like making fun of Ricky Gervais without making fun of him. Yeah, because Ricky Gervais. Um, Oh, go. thanks for the pen, man. Uh, Ricky Gervais is um, the comedian who makes fun of like trans people all the time, mm. and like that's his like thing. He just makes makes fun of everybody, blah blah blah. And like some people love him for that, and some people don't like him as much. Mm. And he's got a bit where he just goes, um, uh, it's it's cyclical where he's just like, oh, you, um, I'm I'm a comedian. I challenge people. What to challenging for you? Fine, don't listen to it. What you can't handle me? I'm a comedian. I challenge. He's just going on this really long bit. Like he just keeps going and going and going. And it kind of like points out like like the Oscars. Uh, he was just shunning all the people at the Oscars. Yeah, at the Oscars. Well, like, whole, like sorry, you finish. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Like like, and he's pointing out like he he's using comedy to challenge people and then like getting offended when people don't want to engage with it. Where people are like, oh, maybe I don't want to listen, watch this guy, and then he's just like, oh, I guess I'm too challenging for you. Oh, I'm just too good of a comedian, <laughs> and it's just like it's like that kind of thing that happens a lot. I feel like yeah. um, where comedians misinterpret people not wanting to listen to them as mm. them being 
cancelled or them being yeah uh, that yeah, can be okay. one thing as well I do find it really hilarious the whole heckler thing like people having the comebacks and stuff <laughs> I like that I like that dialogue Jimmy aspect Carr. that yeah he's got some good comebacks yeah, yeah he's got I hate funny. his comedy I hate him as yeah, a stand up yeah. like, he's really good All like interacting jokes. with people he's yeah. so quick I think there's a lot of show, uh, there's a lot of skill I like to mm. when you see like the skill or the art or the, the, the showmanship coming through mm. instead of, it's easy for anyone to make like really crude and crass jokes or heap of political jokes or heap yeah. of trans jokes or whatever but it's like where there's showman where, where there's showmanship involved it's, where I think a lot of that there's a lot of art yeah uh, it, in, it, it looks it becomes a craft instead yeah, of yeah which is I, well, I can definitely yeah. appreciate that yeah, yeah. I'm actually yeah, going to a comedy show tomorrow where are you going uh, Curtis Connor uh, he's a he's a YouTuber who kind of like got big, and I like mm. his YouTube stuff. And then he says, "You just went, by the way, I'm coming to Australia." And I'm like, "Okay, we're booking a ticket." Nice. So I'm going to go see that. So I'll give you guys a, a rundown on that next week. Yeah, nice. Um, I might be going to see Mark Normand next month. That name rings a bell. Yeah, he's uh, in that whole Joe Rogan, Brian Callen circle. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, but unlike them. He's actually a decent. Comedian. Yeah, I don't. I don't find Rogan stuff hilarious at all. No, no, I'm not a massive he, fan. You should. Uh, but Mark Norman, like you, you can even tell on their pod. Not that I listen to much anymore, but I used to listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. Mm. And Mark Norman just is just three or four steps ahead of everyone yeah. in that room, who are all professional comedians making yeah. gags. And He's sometimes quick. I don't even get it. Yeah, which t- says a lot about them. Mm. Oh, sounds yeah. like me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like three conversations ahead. Well, Michael's like, so Elon Musk. Are we right? talking about <laughs> comedy? <laughs> yeah. Now, like comedy, I think it has rules and built into it, like punching up versus punching down. Like I, I mentioned that earlier, I, it's a very simple thing. I and think I that's think, silly. I, I think I, that's a silly rule. In what way? Because the dynamics are always changing. I th- yeah, but I, mean, I think I mean, Gervais is a funny joke. Like the punch, he does the punch down thing, but in like a f- he'll spin it in a funny way where it's like, oh, I'm a minority group. I'm like the less than one percent because I'm a freaking millionaire, and he's like, it's so hard to be me, kind of thing. Gotcha. Which is like, it's it's like coming from an arrogant sort of place, but it's also the way he he delivers it. He can, See, that's he can deliver it in a funny because he's making fun of millionaires. No, that's just British humor. They're very self depreciating. Like you look at the be, office. Michael, in things the UK. can be more than one thing. It can be British humor and punching up. Mm. That's true. Yeah, the British humor is, is the British humor card is. Strong. Strong, I guess, in that regard. Like yeah. the, the UK office and the American office. Yeah. 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 Well, what, what I mean by the dynamics are always changing is because of social media... Moving on, break. Group... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'll quickly finish this point. Um, groups of people that may not have had such a powerful voice in the past now do. Uh-huh. So we're in a time where there's so many different groups and there's so many different power dynamics. People who we would have seen as being very high up and untouchable are now being cancelled by people who uh, are sometimes, not all the time, playing victim. So there's a power... There's, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, any which way, but I think that's one of those rules where it's like... Um, don't go swimming within half an hour of eating, otherwise you'll sink. I think it, punching up, punching down is maybe a rule that someone came up with uh, who was offended by something. Can you give me an example of someone who has been cancelled? Um, Kevin Spacey? I mean, he touched kids. Mm. Oh. And Yeah, sorry. And that was warranted. Yeah. Someone who's been cancelled who didn't deserve it? No, somebody who's been cancelled. Somebody whose whose actual career has been stopped because they've been cancelled. A uh, Jeffrey Weinstein. Harvey, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Um, that was deserved. Um, yeah, you you okay, asked okay. me to say an example. I mean, that wasn't cancelled. That was like like as in that was an entire 
like he, he he got imprisoned. Like, yes. I'm, talking, I'm talking about like when I'm talking about cats, like social media cats. What about the whole fiasco? Are you, are you with, asked me with sorry. Justin Bieber, like how he was like black. I'm not defending Weinstein, but yeah, no, no, no. no. Are, we, are we talking about comedians? Yeah, no, well, I'm talk- talking about like like on like social media, like celebrities and stuff. You know, everyone likes to use the word cancelled. It means nothing. Nope, I don't think anybody has been cancelled who doesn't have a career currently. Dave Chappelle went on about how he'd been cancelled. He just showed, he just sold out Perth Arena like a month ago. You know, people go, oh, you know, the the, the mob's coming out to cancel. Jeffrey C K. Louis C K. Jeffrey. Everyone's <laughs> Jeffrey. Einstein um, the- he also committed bad crimes against people. Yes. So, like, nobody who. But he was cancelled. Yes. But the, where I'm coming from, it like you know the idea of like a, a mob persecuting somebody because they're offended, right? And oh, that yeah. kind of cancellation, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's never actually meant anything. Mm. There's like the idea that these power dynamics have changed. They haven't. The ruling, oh god, the ruling class, blah. No, the, the no, no it has power. because how long did ha- Harvey Weinstein get away with it for? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it, it changed. But I'm saying it changed for the better, but it has changed. Yeah, but that's one guy. You think he's, this is one guy doing this in Hollywood? No, he, he's one guy. It's no, still but the happening. Me Too movement and yeah. Uh, Third wave feminism. We're, but, we're at a time where power dynamics have definitely changed. Yeah, but I don't think they've changed in, a, in any meaningful way. Okay. Because, like I said, you know, people go, they're like, oh, this guy's cancelled for doing this. They still have a career. They're still earning money. They're still selling out Perth Arena. They're still doing X, Y, and Z. Like, nobody who has been, I don't think anybody who has been cancelled on social media has seen any effect. Kanye has been cancelled like so many times. Yeah, he said so much heinous stuff, and people are like, no, I love him. I love this guy. He's doing good. Like, he said something recently where he's like, I watched 21 Jump Street <laughs> and Jonah Hill made me realize that I've been hated. Uh, I've, 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 I've been like, hating Jewish people. Yeah. Like, like, no, I don't think anybody who, I'm going to say undeserved, because obviously there are people who have been cancelled in a big term. Well, that's my point. Is yeah. I, I, I think all those people deserve to be cancelled. And I think it's a good thing that the power dynamics yes. have changed. But I'm just saying I don't think that saying of you have to punch up and not down applies. I think you can punch anywhere you want as long as it's funny. Yeah. When you're I mean, up on that stage, you... But, but that's the thing, right? If you've got somebody who is has existed in a situation... By the way, we'll just run to the end and we'll just play ads as our outro. Okay. Um, Fair enough. When, when you see someone who's like... That's how you know it's a good conversation. <laughs> huh? Who's like existed in like a certain tier of society, let's say, and they make fun of everyone below them. They're capitalizing off hurt that people have experienced, off um, prejudice that people have experienced, which it's like, it's hard because they're, they're making money off that. They're, mm-hmm. they're going out there. They're using somebody else's suffering, somebody else's... Um, uh, what's the word? Like... Um, Disadvantage, I guess, is a way to put it, to boost themselves. And, like, to me, that doesn't sound good. And that's what punching down is. But if somebody who's um, going there and they're making fun of those who have more power than them, who aren't going to be affected by the jokes that they make, who aren't going to be the uncapitalizing of someone's hurt or pain or anything like that, and they're building themselves that way, that to me is good comedy. Okay. I, th- I think there are ways to navigate punching down, but I don't, but. All it ends up is like they're not actually punching down. They've presented that they're punching down. Expectations of that, that was the example of the Ricky yeah, Gervais. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, they're going, look at me, I'm punching down. But like they're not. 
they're, they're actually it's it's you know like you said um, expectation subversion they've twisted it in a way where it's actually not making fun of anybody so that's, that's actually that's actually quite I, I find it hilarious maybe because it's the British car but yeah. like woe is me how hard is it to be a millionaire yeah. like it's really really difficult to be to yeah. be me like the way he says it is, is actually oh, quite yeah. funny deadpan yeah. British humour is the best kind of humour yeah. but like a, a lot of shows do this like I'm saying like all these satirical shows generally they go look at us we're making fun of these people but no mm. they're making fun of the other people who make fun of these people it's, it's like you know an, uh, uh, a flowchart of fun anyway Comedy man, that's yeah, <laughs> guys. We've done that's it. We've solved comedy. What's that got to do with grazing platters, though? So, <laughs> back to grazing platters. Now we take. No, I'm not going to go. There. Anyway, um, we got, we got some. We got some last minutes before we, we end the show. Before we do stuff. Um, yeah, Anthony, do you have any final words to say to the people? Oh, not any, really. Any shameless to plugs. The no, no shameless plugs. Really, I already did a couple of couple of cheeky ones at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, um, any any quotes that stuck out to you recently through your books? We, we were going to discuss. You know, you're reading and books, but we we didn't get we didn't have enough time for. Uh, oh, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe next time. Um, do you, any any quotes that stuck out to you that doesn't warrant enough discussion? What are you reading at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I just finished um, Tale of Two Cities. Oh, that's a that was the reading the classics, huh? That was the yeah. I feel like I missed out on a whole bunch of them when I was young. I was not not a strong reader, so I'm doing yeah. it now. I joined a book club as well, so that's been good. Oh, that's yeah, nice. bit of accountability. So. What was the what was the main? That's the opening quote. It was the best of times. It was the it was worst, worst of times. times yeah. <laughs> that's the one that everyone knows. But yeah, yeah. and the, the final quote the too. I think uh, I, I forgot it, but it was it was in a lot of media. Yeah, no, no unless you want spoilers from a book from um from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, in the Dark Knight Rises. It's a good quote. Yeah, yeah. What was um, the quote? It's um. Oh, it's uh It's the guy. They always it's, say it's, it's, it's Sydney, the twin, it's, the Sydney, it's the it's one who was on his it's Sydney way Carson to. is about to go to the guillotine, and he's, it's some immortal last words which escaped me at this moment. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like it's very like um, you know sorry, sacrificial Christ like sort stuff. of. They'd yeah, use it in Batman and Dark Knight Rises at the very end of the movie. Oh really? What, yeah, they did. What's the quote then? I forgot it, but I, uh, I just remember they used it. And I was this like, guy. This guy. guy. Hey, they use it here. What is it? I don't know. He's the hero. <laughs> He's the hero we need, but not right now. Is that the one? <laughs> the hero we need, but not the one we deserve. <laughs> not the one we deserve. Yeah, no, that's Dark Knight. That, not Dark Knight Rises. That's the Dark is Knight. it? <laughs> you were merely adopted by <laughs> darkness. I was born in it, molded <laughs> by it. By you the sound time like I saw the, the grandpa light. from Home, home uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to sound like the Bane from the Harley Quinn show because that's exactly oh, how it was. Talk. Okay. It, was it is a far, far better thing that I do that's than I've ever done. It is a far, far better rest than I've go to than I've ever known. Yep. Is, does he that? say that when he get blown Alfred. up by the nuke? No, what that's say? when they say um, uh, the Alfred says it as yeah. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. After yeah. he's been blown up by the yeah. Nukes. Well, they sh- yeah. That's a big parable, isn't mm. it? The mm. whole thing is about like supposed to be related to the tale of two cities isn't it yeah yeah that's, that's the last part of the book yeah so that's been good great book yeah no, it was a good book excellent and what's next on the list i started reading um oh i forgot his name this escapes me the guy who wrote um gulag archipelago yeah mario he, he knows him he reads that book um it's called cancer ward so it's these people in soviet russia and cancer ward this guy's got a tumor so yeah a bit depressing but apparently it ends ends all right so Screening quite widely. Nice. Yeah, trying to get the old ones. So. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Me. Oh, yeah. I was, I was what are you reading, around. Michael? <laughs> no, no, no. So, what are your last words for the show? We've got to wrap up. Oh, the last words for the show are, these are the last words for the show. No, they're not, Ash. What are, you, <laughs> what are your last words for the show? Um, well, following in your theme from the other day, we said get eight hours. Yes, get eight, eight yeah. hours of rest and drink plenty of water, you know, even though... 
you know, stay hydrated. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say get some sun in your eyes. Oh. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Oh, I, I mean, just, just go outside and look into the blazing sun. Get some 10 minutes of sun. Get good vitamin right. D through your eyes, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be good for the circadian rhythm. Yeah. So that's my... That's my piece of advice. All right. Uh, My advice is go to a forest to find five raccoons who don't look like they're going anywhere and play the clarinet for them. Uh, Have a little nice time. Have a little. Is there five or six there? Six, mate. Oh my gosh! The two are having a bit of a. They're in love. So yeah, find six raccoons and just give them a little, and they'll love it. That's that's how you nourish your soul. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week. Bye bye.